Welcome to Trove Talk, your weekly gaming and getting to know you podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Starkey from trevortrove.com, and joining me this week, I have Quentin Hoffman. How you doing, Quentin? Hi, Trevor. How you doing, sir? I'm doing all right. So, I'm... Quentin, uh, tell, tell people <coughs> who you are, where you're from on the internets. So, who I am, I am an 18-year-old. You like oh, Disgusting already. I know. I need, to, I need to stop the show and, and, just, and just cancel this one. Just wipe and just start a new slate on it. No, um... I am, I don't know like how to describe myself. I am 18-year-old. I'm figuring my life out. I am um, just a friend to basically everyone is the best way to describe myself because um, I have friends like you. I have friends like Alex. I have friends like um, Joey. I have friends like Eric and Eli who are possibly my favorite people in the kind of funny space. And guess what? No one knows them but me. And nice. it's wonderful, and I love that. But like... Then I have Ben, who is, like, my boo. <laughs> Which is weird saying him like that. But then I am a community college kid. I am, like, I'm as I said, figuring my life out. But I have a podcast. Go listen to it. SoundCloud.com slash Break From Reality. Shameless plug. Break From Reality. That's, that's what part of this is for. <laughs> yeah. But, like, the thing about that is, like, I've been doing so much of that stuff by myself and like, oh, getting a SoundCloud up and running and doing future projects, which I don't want to say out loud because I don't know if people are going to hear Like, I know no one listens to my show, but because okay. I checked the... <laughs> calm, calm down. <laughs> like, the, the, I mean, it, it takes time to build an audience, so don't like, don't well, take that I'm, as like I'm not. Personal... I'm not saying that. It's more for me as like portfolio work. Oh, and yeah. just like getting a better understanding of like reading news and how to read news better and like what not to avoid and like when finding stories and stuff like that. That's okay. what I mean. Gotcha. Is like, and as well as like I am in the spot of trying to get back into writing again, which I need to do. I need to get back into writing. I need to be creative. I need to like have this cycle where I'm doing things every week and I need to do this because if I don't, then I'm slumped, then I feel bored, then I'm like whatever, and then it's like, yeah, like what am I gonna do? That's I can I can certainly relate to that. That's why Trevor Trove started in the first place. Where I was, yeah. I like I basically walked away from my kind of theater community past um, and was ready for like a change. And basically, uh, ultimately, was like I, I still need some kind of creative outlet. So yeah, um, I I took I went back into writing and um, and started doing that. So I mean, yeah, the the I'll tell you the same thing. Alex tells everybody and and told me like you you're the one stopping you from doing it. So yep. stop doing that. Like, just do it. Just do the writing. Um, doesn't have to be good. You don't have to put it out there for anybody if you don't want to, but like get in the habit of doing it. You yeah. can be crazy like I was and like write it and publish it daily for, yeah. um, for 300 plus days. Um, or you can just say like, no, I'm just going to write on this thing and maybe I'll work on it, you know, yeah. a, a day, day over day over day, or I'll, I'll work on it one day and then I'll edit it and, and kind of clean it up and fix it. Uh, and make it like it's up to you if you ever want to publish it and at all um, yeah if you do you have you know it going to your portfolio point like you have more things to show off and you can show kind of the growth of your writing over time if if that's the route you go but um yeah it's 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 if you want to do it do it like don't yeah and, and, and oh. you ha have the means to do it there are plenty of tools out there yeah there's that, you, that like you don't need I mean, if you have if you have a notepad, if you have Google Docs, you can write. <laughs> yeah, but like what I meant, like, I'm gonna spoil something that um that me and my brother were talking about for our brand 
brand in quotes. Um, we're going to be bu- launching a website in February, the 1st of February, and that's why I'm like very excited about like getting back into writing, but the thing is like I like I'm thinking about my schedule and I want to know when do I want to do it, when do I not want to do it, and, like should I do it weekly, should I do it every other day? Like should I do like a weekly news roundup, should I do all this stuff? But I'm just going to wait, get into the groove of things, figure it out, plot it out myself, and then get back into it. Yeah, so that, that'll be the best way to do it, is play it by ear rather than make a set schedule that you can't set to, I mean, whatchamacallit, work to, then you get screwed, apparently. I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't I mean, say you get screwed. I would say, I, like, I would I would absolutely be cognizant of, like, set appropriate expectations, and if you're going yep. to change those expectations, change them, you know, in advance. Don't say you're going to do something and then not do it and come back and say, oh, well, I couldn't do it at this pace. Like, yeah. Do it at that pace for a week, two weeks, a month, whatever, um, and then, you know, like say, okay, this is this is taking too much out of me. That's that's in large part what kind of um, what has pulled me back from from publishing every day is is I got really burnt out after writing three hundred days, where I was like, I it's it's too much to try and like put something and make it publish ready. Um, yeah, uh, and you know, after three hundred days, yes, I like I. I run out of time. I because I'm spending so much time writing, I don't have time to play games, which means I have very little to write about. Um, yep. And so then I, you know, I'm, I'm, I've already gone through a lot of the topics I want to write about or touch on, and so I don't want to feel like I'm repeating myself. So taking a step back and saying, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take, you know, more time put put to uh, to longer projects, is is absolutely like a fair point. Um, yeah. It's just setting appropriate expectations for yourself and your audience. I would say is kind of what you can uh, what you can kind of tackle there. Because yeah, you don't want to you don't want to be and I and I see it occasionally. Um, people saying you know I'm gonna I'm gonna start putting something out every day and then like the next day there's nothing. And it's like yeah, <sighs> like it, I know it's, it's 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 a it's a it's a tricky um, slope. It's, yeah, it's it's a tricky position to to you know put yourself in. And and then like again, you don't want to set up the wrong expectations for your audience. And uh, so if, if I'm expecting to see something from you then and it doesn't hit, it's yeah. it's a it's a I'm like well okay, now the next time they say I'm going to give you something every day, I'm not going to trust them necessarily. Um, yeah. Based on this you know past precedent, but you know you can always you know you can always uh, like fight against precedents as well. Like it's, mm-hmm. whenever somebody's like I don't want this to set a dangerous precedent, I'm like that like. It's, it only sets a precedent if you want it to set a precedent. Like, you can fight against that. You can say, I'm going to write something every day, and then you don't write something, and it's like, shit. Um, but you yeah. come back, and then you start writing something every day, and then you tell people, hey, look, I've been writing something every day. So, yes, I missed a day back then. Uh, I'm sorry for and, that. But And this is why I like writing longer-form content. Like, like, when I was still in high school, I wrote a – I basically wrote a law paper for one of my English classes. He was all like, you you read this article, it's like a 20-page article, and it was like, you find like one sentence that you cling to and you take from it and you write about it. And you write about it. I wrote like a five-page law paper and I, I enjoyed every bit of it because I, I like short-form content, I, yeah, I can go, I can do it. It's real, real easy for me. But like long-form content, it's more meaningful to me. Yeah. And it's like a time spent and it, like, it actually changed my teacher's like viewpoint on and if like say you're a 16 year old kid right this is what the paper was about say you're a 16 year old kid and then you accidentally kill someone you accidentally commit a ho- you commit a homicide 
what happens is you, your only options are you go to jail without parole or you spend like a week in juvie that's your those are your options rather if you're an adult you can get tried for other things and all this other crap and it was like it was really informative to me and him and it was like i don't like turn this like this this your podcast and like me rambling about the law but like it was informative and i really like doing it and it it taught myself something it taught myself that i can do this and it's it's not challenging for me but it's it's not challenging for me, but it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like, kind of like educating yourself on a topic and then taking that education and putting it up to somebody else. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, I can totally relate to that. Um, well, cool. Uh, so uh, for those of you who haven't uh, ever caught an episode before, uh, this is a kind of a four-part show. Um, part one, this introductory part, we will talk through Quentin's uh, gaming history. I invite a, a guest on every week. We kind of go through the same same kind of format. Uh, so we'll touch on gaming history in topic one. In topic two, we will touch on his favorite game. Topic three, we will touch on uh, a getting to know you topic, something kind of outside of the gaming sphere. Uh, and then topic four, we'll kind of hit community questions and talk about kind of the news of the day. Uh, a roundtable of sorts. Uh, yes, a round, roundtable discussion. Uh, broke, the show is broken out day by day, topic by topic uh, on YouTube, and then uh, Monday through Friday. And then every I just got a good name for trove topics. Trove topics. Stark Stokey's Starkey's Roundtable. Starkey's Roundtable, but it doesn't yeah. have the alliteration. I need the alliteration. No, I'm a no, suck. but it, it Trevor it, Trevor Trove Snarky Starkey. It's it's all of my, like if if I was if I was a nerd of the Roundtable still, um, working with the guys over at Nerds Online, um, the, the the Nerds Roundtable absolutely makes sense. But yeah. Yeah, no. Trove, trove topics. It hits the alliteration hashtag for me. Sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, so topic by topic, day by day, uh, Monday through Thursday, those go live, and then Friday, uh, the full show goes live on uh, on YouTube and SoundCloud. It's magic. It's magic. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, and yeah, that's the show. Uh, it can it can occasionally be a long one. Uh, average running length tends to be like in the three to four hour range because. I don't really care who if people are listening to this. This is as much a chance for me to catch up with a friend and and uh, and have, yep. have a nice conversation with them, uh, and learn about people as well. Absolutely, learn about people, get to know um, what kind of made them where they are, what kind of uh, ultimately. Since this is always with people that I know through some uh, form through through the internet in some way, um, it's kind of what led us to getting to know one another. Um, like, what was your journey into gaming? How does that align with my journey into gaming, and you know what what led us to, in in most cases these days, like kind of funny in, in the community, but um, yeah, yeah. So uh, which is how I know you, absolutely. So that's uh, that's the show. Yeah, I remember, uh, and I don't remember. I don't. I don't think you plugged your Twitter in the uh, in in the in the kind of the intro at Qu- quantum, quantum underscore arbiter. Quantum underscore arbiter, because uh, I recognize you like before. Before anything, I recognize Quantum Arbiter from like the Twitch chat and uh, and and because you know, it's and stuff, it's so. unique. Yeah, that's why I chose it. Yeah, and it's like Snarky Starky. It's like Zyger. It's like yeah. The pro- you know? and the problem is that my Twitch name is T Starky zero eight one zero. So because yeah. I'm terrible with branding, Snarky Starky. Yeah, I, I was pretty good on that one, but then everywhere else, I'm like, well, this is like my first initial last name, and then the years that I graduated college, zero eight and twenty ten. So. 
Trevor, it's not hard to change the name. I'll show you. Uh, unless you're on like, <laughs> well, I mean, Twitch and PSN. Yeah, it's it's pretty hard to change oh, yeah, your name on those. Like, yeah, I could, I could, I could lose Snarky Starky on Twitter, but I don't want to do that because that's yeah. the good name. <laughs> so because <laughs> you don't want to be at T Starky zero eight zero one on yeah. So, <laughs> yay usernames. All right, Quentin Quantum Arbiter. Tell me your gaming Hola. history. You're a youngin, so I imagine there's gonna it's it's basically gonna be like I had a Wii and now we're in 2017. So no, it's not <laughs> okay. The first game I ever ever remember like seeing is my brother, who was only two years older than me. I lived in Hawaii. It was like I think like 2001, and it was Pokemon Snap. Okay. Now I didn't know what the hell Pokemon was. I didn't know what i was doing in the game but i was watching my brother play it and it was like like seeing him hold the controller then it's like seeing him like hold it and like move something on the controller and see something on a tv move and like react to what he did it was like like i was like three probably i was three actually it was the craziest thing it was like (laughs) 2001 1998 yeah Yeah, you were three (laughs) yeah but it was it was such a mind-blowing experience that like oh, he's holding this thing and he's doing this thing and it's changing because I, I watched movies and all that when I was a kid because duh, kids watch movies. It's how kids are. Like, you you do that, then you see, like, that happen. You're like, whoa, that's crazy. Like, and you're just like, I was blown away. Then, like, I remember playing that, then Pokemon Coliseum. I still didn't know what the hell Pokemon was. I was like, oh, yeah, I just know what Pokemon Snap is, and I know, like, the Pikachu and the Charmander and the Eevee and all that all that generic stuff. I didn't know what Moltres was, nor Zapdos or Articuno or Mewtwo or Mew. And I was like, okay, I just, I'm just a generic guy who knows what this orange and yellow thing is. Meh. Fast forward about two years. I get a GameCube. It's my dad's GameCube. Then, um, what happens is... No, wait, was it the GameCube or the PS2? Let me think real quick. Were you playing Nintendo games or were you playing uh, good games? Oh, I was... burn. <laughs> Well, the PlayStation 2 had good games. That's what I'm saying. Well, were, you, uh, were you saying the PlayStation 2 or... or, were you, or never mind. <laughs> it was a burn on Nintendo. <laughs> That was how I was trying okay. to identify if you were if you if it was a GameCube or a PS2. But I lo- but I love the GameCube. I played the Son- the Sonic um, CD collection on there. Oh, okay, that's that's adorable. <laughs> um, no, I think it was no, I think it was the PS2 because my dad because me and my brother used to play Legos and we used to like we used to get the giant sets and we used to do all that stuff because we're kids. We like building things. We like having all this stuff. We like running around outside and like watching movies and all that jazz. And my dad got. I think it was a couple years after Phantom Menace came out. Yeah, because Phantom Menace came out in, what, 99 or 2000? Um, because I, I think... Yeah, uh, yeah it, it would have been like 98, 99. I, I was in middle school. Again, <laughs> old. Oh, that hurts me. I mean, that probably hurts you more I, than I, that hurts I, me. Yeah, like, I mean, you were... Yeah, because you probably weren't even around when Phantom Menace came out. Ninety nine. Let me see. I was I, I was born. Okay, yeah, you were you were a baby. This was before Pokemon Snap when Phantom Menace came out. So, yeah. Well, then I my dad got um the uh, Lego Star Wars okay. game, the the prequel trilogy and, one, which that one yes. came out like 
right around uh, Revenge of the Sith. Like, it came out right yeah. around, I think it came out, like, before the final movie came out. The, uh, yeah. So you could actually, you could actually be Lego spoiled on done. the movie from playing the game. Yeah. Then that game was, like, the raddest thing ever. I, I, that game is, like, it's on my favorite games list on, on the dock, but it's still in, like, my top ten favorite games of all time. And it's the most influential games on my list, next to, like, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Which I, that, uh, so many good games, man. That's what this gaming history part is for. But you need to it's you need okay. to focus on one for for the next topic. So I, I know, I so know. You can give all these other ones their due now. That's what this topic is for. <laughs> then I remember playing that game. Like this is like the dopest thing ever. I granted I didn't play Super Mario Brothers. I didn't play any of those like classic NES games that anyone grew up. On. I grew up on this crappy PlayStation Two game. Like, I'm going to call it a crappy PlayStation 2 game, because it was a legitimately crappy PS2 game. Lego Star Wars? But, no, it was yeah. a good game. Oh my. I mean, it, it, like, it surprised everybody in terms of, like, what it was going to be. I remember playing it, and I was, I was Com- like, of a more appropriate <laughs> age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Granted, I was probably, like, I don't know, six Lego Star Wars? Probably, yeah. I mean, you were, you were probably, like, age-appropriate for the game. I was age-appropriate as a gamer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, that's not what I need. God. Original. God. Okay, so the second one came out in 2006. It probably came out in like 2004. So I was probably like six. And then I remember playing it, and I I remember seeing new like um the first um the original the only good Star Wars movies next to Seven and Rogue One. Um. Then I remember seeing the you basically do everything in the game. You get all the gold bricks or whatever it was, and you unlock the a new hope mission, the first like the first level in a new hope, and you're all like, they're gonna make another one. Oh my god, it's so cool! And like I've never like that was a moment of like, oh my god, there, there's there's more stuff to do when we're done with this game. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna make more. They're gonna like they're, I don't know how they're gonna do it. But they're going to make more content. They're going to just do it. And I'm, like, six years old. And I'm, like, like my mind is just literally blown. And it's, like, the weirdest feeling. Because the six-year-old kid who hasn't, who's basically played very little games up until then, who's basically just played the N64, a Game Boy Advance, which I got to shout out real quick after this, then this PlayStation 2 game. This was, like, the biggest jump into gaming for me. That it was all, like, whoa, there's more games. And then, like... Then I started playing more games. I started playing more on the GameCube. I started playing my favorite game of all time, Mario Kart Double Dash. I will get to that at a future bit. time because it is it is the best Mario Kart game of all time. Suck it, Fran Mirabella. Um, <laughs> he gets the weirdest hate from that just because like Greg Miller loves it so much, and then just spews everybody to say, "Hey, if you did, if you love Double Dash like I do, <laughs> tell Fran he's an idiot." <laughs> Well, this is even before like all that. Like, I didn't even like know what the score was. That's my. F- I'm, I'm gonna get to that later. But uh, what was I talking about? The GameCube Advance. I still have my GameCube. Hold my my Game Boy. Hold up. I mean, if we're doing this while you show yours off, I will go grab mine. <laughs> oh, you're what? Your Game Boy? <laughs> Please leave all of this One, in. Just please leave it all in. Suck it. 
I got the original. Suck it, clamshell. Well, <laughs> the original well, the non the best version. one. The clamshell sucks, let's be clear. I mean, the clamshell doesn't suck. It's no, the absolutely. best version. That's, that's the other... absolutely, absolutely the, the case. I'm just showing that, yes, I, I'm old and have them both still. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, this is... This thing is, like, one of my favorite things of all time. Like, I brought this to PSX because I was like, you know what? My Vita's probably dead. I don't want to charge it, like, every night just to play because the battery sucks. So I brought this instead. See, I, then I argue that the, um, the DS that uh, can play DS, like the, the original DS, where you can play DS and Game Boy Advance games, is a, better, is a yeah. far better system than this. I wanna like I wanna say so, but like I just like this because it's simple and it's like you know. Game Boy here anyway. But a, oh, Mario Kart Super Circuit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's an OG dude. Shout out to yeah. that game, man. I have um Fire Red still in. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, I was playing. It was funny too because when I brought my Game Boy up to PSX, people were like, "Why did you bring a Game Boy?" And I'm like, "Um, it's a Game Boy." I play games on it. Why else do you would you why do you bring your Vita? Why do you bring all this crap with you? Like you bring it to play games. Do you bring a Dreamcast with you? No, you don't because the Dreamcast is weird and like, I mean I brought punk. a PS4 with me. So Well, that was to play Final Fantasy yes. though. Yes, it was. <laughs> Granted, you didn't bring it to the convention. You, yes. you left in your yes, hotel. Yes, it stayed it stayed you in know, the hotel room. I did not bring it on the, to the show floor. <laughs> exactly. That's that's what I mean. Like if you brought it like and, like, it was just the weirdest thing. And, like, Kaylee gave me crap. She's like, because she thought this was Ruby, which is Ruby and Sapphire, two of the worst Pokemon games mm-hmm. ever. Ever. Emerald is, like, the the best Pokemon game ever. People can, like, That's, throw shade I my mean, way for that. It's an interesting pull if Ruby and Sapphire are the worst, but Emerald, the oh, em- Emerald's the best. of the two, is the best. It's literally what you want from both. You get basically... Do you want to play a game... Trevor, do you want to play a game... Do you want to play a Pokemon game where you can only get um, Moltres or Articuno? No. You want to get all three birds. So that's why you play Emerald. You want to get all of them. You want to get the full Pokedex. That's why. It's the, it's, it's the ultimate Hoenn experience. Uh, but it's not, though, because it still has Pokemon that aren't in, in that game. Like, you would still need to trade... Uh, Emerald does not have every Pokemon in it. You would still have to trade with either Ruby or Sapphire. It has it has a mix of of all of them. Granted, yes. <laughs> but legendary-wise, and, like, if you want... It's basically, like, if you're playing Fire Red, if you, you only get the option to catch Moltres, you're like... <sighs> that does, that's, that like, doesn't happen in Fire Red, though. <laughs> Oh, okay. I know that's what okay. I'm saying. That's that's like that's that's like what Ruby is. It's like it's limiting you to getting all all of all of these badass Pokemon. Like Kyogre is awesome. Groundon kind of sucks though. Let's be clear. Rayquaza's oh Rayquaza. that was, that was the first generation I, I pretty much started tuning out. <laughs> like yeah, what? really? That, I mean, like again, I'm older, Dude. so. You know, I like. Yeah. I was around. I was You're around. You're more of a 151 guy. I, like I got all 151, um, and then I like I stuck around into to gold and silver and enjoyed those. And I like I kept buying all of them throughout. Um, but yeah, it was like after gold and silver, I was like, "There's too many of them. I can't keep track of all this crap. I don't care about most of these new Pokemon that they're throwing in here." That's how I felt about X and Y. Yeah, it's it, like you basically you, you're good for like a couple generations, and then you're like, stop it, just stop it. Actually, 
That's how it was with Black 2. Black and White 2. Like, why are you making why are you making a numerical sequel to a Pokemon game? That legitimately doesn't yeah. make any sense. You've never done it before in Pokemon? Like, why? But going back to the Game Boy. In Emerald, this was like... My family used to fly a lot because I'm a military kid, so like I have all these like terrible experiences from everywhere. But like, this is the best way to put it. Um, what do call it? I like my dad would load up the little video things on the Game Boy. It was basically it was the cheapest way of just renting movies. Basically, on was the Game Boy, because I think I still have my my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Game Boy cartridge and all my other like Dora the Explorer and all that other crap that I had, because it was just a cheap way of playing movies. And I'm like, oh wait. I can play games on here, too? I don't even remember the Game Boy Advance having movies. What? What are you talking about? Oh, I'll show you. Hold like, on. I remember this being a PSP thing. Sure. Okay. Let me find it. I still have my... I think I still have my PSP. You got mine. It's, it's over that away, though, so I'm not going to go and grab that. Well, let me go All see right. if I can find it. Learning learning that Game Boy Advance had, uh, had movies, huh? Remember... Yeah, I remember the UMDs of the PSP, but I do not remember Game Boy Advance movies. So while he's doing that, I'm going to Google it and see if he's full of crap before he comes back. No dice, but there are these gray, like, I want to kind of want to send you a Twitter message showing I'm Googling it, it right it's now. It's a, okay. Yeah, it's, it's a gray, it's like, the normal ones would come in that dark gray. They would come in light gray. And they would just say... Like, they wouldn't have movies on them, but they would just have episodes of shows. It'd be, like, three episodes or whatever. But, like, as a kid, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, video you, packs. You're watching, like... Yep, don't remember yeah. those at all. And they were cheap, too. <laughs> yeah. Trevor, there's so much you're all learning. Apparently. Pokemon Emerald's the best I mean, Pokemon that's, game. That's arguably that wrong. Okay, sir, what is uh, the best it, Pokemon it game? Is, as we've discussed, like, in the Zyger episode, uh, Heart Gold and uh, Soul Silver, because it gives you... Uh, basically, two games in one. I don't like going. Like, I don't want to. That that'll be. I'll talk about those <laughs> games later on. <laughs> because I kind of want to get to them, but I'm like, I don't want to. Like, I kind of want to play it on the the actual Game Boy, like yeah. Gold and Silver. I mean, because because I don't I don't I don't like the DS that much. That's I don't fine. Like the gold, gold and Silver. It's the same kind of thing. Heart Heart Gold Soul Silver like takes speeds it up. It's it's the same re- reason like. When everybody went back and was playing red and uh, blue and yellow on their 3DS virtual console this year, everybody was like, oh my god, this yeah. game's so slow, I'd forgotten. It's like, yeah, you don't, oh, yeah. don't oh, want to actually yeah. go back and play what it was like 20 years ago. You want to play it a little bit more sped up. You want to play like a newer yeah. version of those games. That's why the, when I was playing um, X and Y, I'm like, holy crap. It's like levels are like that. And you're just like what's happening in this game <laughs> like it's like it's not it's like yeah. you don't even have to try it's you don't even have to try and it's it's just done and it's there it's like oh you're leveled up oh you're already level 36 oh you're going up against leaf war oh like i want to grind i want to work and even for that it. Like, like i don't have the that's i don't have the, the pokemon patience for the grind anymore is where it, where it comes down to for me and and with pokemon in particular because it's such a like a simplistic grind loop i'm just like <sighs> i don't yeah i can't like i can't it's such a basic grind loop. I can't, I can't dedicate like the first four hours to like just getting out of the first couple gyms or anything. And I, I admittedly, I didn't play Sun and Moon, um, but I know it's like they switched it up, but it's still the same kind of. It's it's, this, it's, it's still Pokemon. It's Pokemon. Um, and there's like yeah, like you catch yeah, Pokemon so. and all that. 
that's that's where I'm at these days. I can't I can't devote you know the better part of like forty hours to playing essentially the same game I played twenty years ago. I wouldn't. I think is I wouldn't spend forty hours though. I'd spend hundreds, oh, yeah. of thousands of hours. But I, I'm, I'm saying just to like because... complete the game and and the story and whatnot. Oh god. I, yeah. I also don't have the. Oh my god. Like as much of a collectathon kind of person <sighs> as I am. I like. I tried to do one summer uh, when I graduated in 2008. I took I, like I was working at the Santa Fe Opera <laughs> for the summer, and I took all of my cartridges with me. Um, Wait, did you did you college, graduate high school college or in college? In, okay. Yes. Yes. When you were ten, I know, I know, I got it. Thanks. Um, uh, oh I, I, uh, I was probably nine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ninety-eight. You like nine or ten, whatever. Um, but I took. Oh my god! I'm so sorry, Trevor. I took all of my uh, all of my systems with me, like all of my Game Boy systems with me, and was basically like prepared to try and co- collect all of them up to that point. And I want to say this was. In God. the, I want to say like black and white had come out or something like that. So I was, I was probably up to yeah, that generation and was basically sure. going to try and catch them all, um, and got very, got very tired of that very quickly. No, I think you're thinking of diamond. I, I mean, yeah, Pearl. I definitely had diamond and pearl. I thought, I thought we had, I thought I had black and white at that point. Um, like I, it might have been the platinum. Maybe. It might have been the. But yeah, uh, like. For, yeah, was, for whatever was Pokemon out at that point, I was I was trying to like catch them all yeah. and uh, including. <laughs> God, it's yeah, it's so like, rough, man. Especially if you're doing it now, like, like you have if you're doing it now. If whoever's listening to this and you trying to do that now, you have the biggest balls I have ever seen a human being have because there's over a thousand Pokemon. Are there a thousand now? With like that? That's oh, I mean God. that because prior to sun and moon there was only 700 and something there's so many yeah, i don't man. think they've cr- i don't cr- think they've crossed the thousand threshold yet unless you're counting like every single variation of everything um but i wasn't gonna care about that uh but yeah that was that was like my like at one point i might try and do that and then i started i was like oh nope never mind this is this is boring <laughs> i'm not gonna play the same game five times uh, i know there's 721 because i'm trying to collect all of them in pokemon cards and that's easier than it sounds. I will let you know that. <laughs> but um, no, going back to what was I, what were we talking about originally? Oh yeah, the the game. The, then, like after that, my I remember the day my bet my dad bought a Xbox 360, and that was like that was one of the weirdest days. We spent like five hours hunting this thing down. I don't know why it took so long to find a fucking Xbox 360. It's an Xbox 360. It wasn't the Wii at launch. It's not that it hard to find. depends on when you were looking for it. I mean, like, Avitas are impossible to find. <laughs> I'd, like, for me, because I just went to the store down, I went to the Target down my street, and, like, it was there. I'm like, oh, I have a Vita now. Granted, it was, like, $200 and, like, something I play every other week. Yeah. But, but it's, it's Vita. It's more, like, they're not always on store shelves, as a, depending on when you're yeah. trying to buy it in the cycle of things. They're going to, like, stores and are going to keep the popular stuff on the store shelves. So depending on when you were looking for your 360, yeah. I don't know. I think it was, I don't know, remember when it was, but it was just my dad bought it. He, I think, I don't know what launch games he got, but I don't, I don't know. But I just remember that day very vividly. I don't like, and I don't remember him playing it. He just like, we got home really late from f- trying to find it. We just like left it alone. But then when I, one day I was playing my GameCube. Granted, it's almost like, I think it's like, 
Let me think. I think it's like 2010, and I'm still playing the goddamn GameCube. Well, you're, if you if you're coming to PSX and still playing your DS, that doesn't that doesn't like oh, my, stretch. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I think it was like because I think I had, I think it was like 2008, and I was still playing the GameCube, like because the GameCube's wonderful. It lasts forever. Then I remember my dad playing um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Like I was just playing, me and my brother playing Mario Kart Double Dash in the morning, and he was, he was just playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I'm like, oh, what's this game? I was like, oh, it's like a Marvel mashup of all your favorite characters. Then it's just, whatchamacallit, like them fighting bad guys. I'm like, that sounds awesome. Like, 10-year-old me was like, ten, 9 or 10-year-old me was like mind-blown. This is the coolest thing. Like, video games had, like, you were moving stuff that was interacting in the environment and all that. Then you bring in these characters that I love. Oh, my God. Like, I was just so happy. Then, like, literally, me, and my, me my brother, and my dad, all wake up super early at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning before we went to before he dropped off, before we went to the bus. Me and my brother went to our bus stop. And we played for, like, an hour and a half. We would do that, like two or three days a week and we just like it was this, it was the coolest thing it was the most fun I've ever had and I remember like like sometimes like the, my brother's control like one of the controllers the batteries died and we're like no what are we gonna do and then like us shuffling around the house and like spending 20 minutes finding it and like wasting that time that we like we wanted to spend playing with our dad you know and it was just a really cool experience for me because that was I think that was the moment that cemented in my brain that like I love video games I love everything about video games and it was just like the best thing ever it was surreal it was just absolutely surreal and I, I know that i'm saying this and it's an xbox 360 game and it's, it's like a it's a mid-tier xbox 360 game but it yeah. was the coolest I mean, thing when i mean like they, they 10, just reported you know? those for uh, on the ps4 the marvel ultimate alliance and ultimate alliance 2 right I kind of want to go back and buy them, but I'm all like, yeah, how expensive were, are yeah, they? Were, each? It, was a, it was a bit pricey because I like I was a big fan of the um, like the X Men Legends games, which were basically like the precursor to Ultimate Alliance um, uh, on on like PS2, I think, is where I played them, and uh, and then I just didn't play the Ultimate Alliance games. I don't know if I just missed them or, or whatever. I was playing other things at the time, um, but yeah, when so when those when they when like that was a big thing and came to PS4 I was like, "Oh, okay, these are these are interesting. You want to charge me how much for a 10-15 year old game?" No, thank you. I will pass. Uh, I will wait until that goes <laughs> yeah. on sale if I want to dive into it. Wait. Marvel those I, games I aren't that old. old they are. I mean, they're, they're You call them 10-15 year olds, so I'm like, "Oh my god, Trevor, that game came out in 2001. No, it didn't." But um no, then so basically what would happen is every time that my dad was done with the consoles, like every time he was done with the PS2, it would just go to me and my brother, and we would just play it. Then, so like when he was done with the PS2, it was just mine. Then when my dad, like when me and my brother were grown grown enough, we were like 15, we each got our own Xbox 360. 2006, so 10 years old. We're like, oh, this is... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like, God, that yep. game came out in 2006? Holy yeah, now you feel old, huh? Oh Doesn't that suck? God, suck it, Quentin. <laughs> welcome to welcome to oh every day for me. <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy, dude. That's bonkers, dude. Oh my god. Oh my god. I 
time. It, it came out around the same time no. that Versus 13, Final Fantasy, and The Last Guardian were announced. <laughs> That's about true. Games you yeah. were getting excited for, where I'm just, like, having my mind blown over some, like, <laughs> crappy game. <laughs> but, um, no, then, so when I got a PS2, I was playing games like Ratchet and & Clank and Sly Cooper, and, like, like I love those games, but they don't have any spot on my like my favorite games of all time, just because like the Sly games I wanted to get into so bad, but I was a ter I was terrible at stealth games as a kid. Like it's like oh got to sneak past. Oops, accidentally walked too far and he noticed me. And I'm like, and we I got to like the first Sly Cooper game. I got to like the casino level and did like the first two missions. And like this is impossible. I'm done. I'm not doing anything forward. Then I I don't know how the the second and third games played out. I played um the fourth one, which was awesome, but I don't know how those games turn out. Rather with the Ratchet and Clank games, I'm like, yay, shooting and exploding things is fun, and I'm just doing whatever because video games. And then I go to my local GameStop. Then I find a game called Star Wars Battlefront Two. Then my mind is blown from even Star Wars. Because um, where, where, so oh my god, Star Wars has blown your mind a few times so far. Um, out, right, just the games, just the and games. So I want to touch just on the games. Like, kind of just step the out, games. out of this right now. And what, like, what is your relationship to Star Wars outside of the games? Like, nothing. I, I, I think that, like, I don't like. I love, um, like, I think they're good movies, yes, but they're not my favorite movies of all time. I just I adore I adore the universe more than the actual like the plot of the movies. Like Star Wars is such a cool universe. It's such a cool like educated me versus like me who's all like oh these it's cool it's like it's good and bad you know like m- me educated on like the Cold War and all that. And I'm like it's just a it's just a it's such a generic Cold War like oh, we have things that we can blow you up with, but we're not going to because it's all about mer- mutual assured destruction. You know what I mean? And, like, it's... It, Star Wars is just Cold War. I've read papers on it. It's, like, it's not even funny. And it's, like... I don't joke when I say this. It's yeah, basically I mean, it's, it's the Cold War. It's a little bit War. more... Well, uh, it, it... The first series it, uh, certainly, like, kind of preempted the Cold War stuff. Um, yes. But I, I mean more in terms of... Um, like, when you were playing Lego Star Wars, had you already watched the Star Wars movies? Um, uh, had you gotten into those at all? Or was that, like, the games came first and then you ultimately watched? I think it was, I watched the movies just briefly. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Lightsabers are cool. And I was like, a little kid, lightsabers, force powers. This is cool. He's basically a superhero. Then that's why I, I attracted the Lego games so much. Then that, like, only, sh- like, spread my love. That basically... Those games, like, I don't really care for the stories in Star Wars because I'm like, it's basically just a superhero film before, like, the Marvel movies and all that. Then when I play, um, that's how I know the story from uh, mm-hmm. from Star Wars is from those games. And I know that may, may sound kind of sad and cheesy, but that's how I know the plot. I mean, that's how I know, like, it's, Luke's it's a relationship better, with, It's like, a way better approach Yoda. to the plot for the, tr- for the, uh, the prequel trilogy than, than actually sitting through. Oh, my out- God like the hours of uh, senate senate I, conversations i stuff. can't even yeah. watch I, those movies last time i tried to do oh like a, a sit down and watch phantom menace i was like nope not even it like i i know oh i know how Dude, great hating christian it, it was it was i know how great the like the the sword fight at the end and the duel of the fates song is oh I god so good it. so god 
dude that song yeah is so dope it's like one of the best like, things to come out of the prequels probably my f- um, next to the M- imperial march imperial march probably my favorite Star Wars song i don't even know i barely know the name of it but i just like i recognize it and i pick it up but um no that's how i that's like that's just i don't know why but that's what attracted my love okay. for star wars like i'm not a big star wars guy i'll show you my room i have not, no star wars stuff it's more like places i've been and like yeah. dc and, and posters and paintings but like okay. i am not a big star wars guy but these games were just all like they're fun then star yeah. wars battlefront 2 comes along this game I mean, it's going to be interesting because oh, I played it, I have it, I remember playing it vaguely, but it like nothing jumps out as me as like, this is why everybody is pissed that like Star Wars Battlefront comes out because Star Wars Battlefront 2 had all of this stuff and what the, like, I was like, I don't, I don't remember any of that. Trust me, when you're, when you're Trevor, when you, when you were my age, then you have it on the PlayStation 2 and you have someone to play split screen co- campaign with, then you're basically like playing online play, but you're playing in in the other room couch co-op which is my favorite that's my preferred way of playing multiplayer games is couch co-op um but then like <clears throat> i'm playing this game with my brother also spoiler alert my brother is he, my brother and my dad huge influences on my gaming it's just how it is and like my brother's my best friend and all that jazz we won't get into that but like playing this game with my brother we're like you know what and we like we'd read everything from like the the screens that basically told us the plot. There was no cutscene. The cutscenes in this game it was just screens of text, and we would read it. And we're like, oh, then like you're playing that game, then you're like, oh wait, you're in the first episode. Then like, fifteen missions later, you're in the second episode, and you're on whatever planet it's called, and you're like, you see Boba Fett, and you're like, oh that's that's the bad guy. That's Boba Fett. Then you basically go and, like, you go shoot at him or whatever. Then, like, 15 missions later, you're in episode 3. Then you're killing all the Jedi, which is rough. That was rough. <laughs> then 15, then you're playing as the the guy, the, storm troop, the, the stormtroopers who invade the the Corvette yep. that's on in New Hope. Then, you, then, like, it's just all this cool stuff. And it was like, I, I felt like I was a part of the movies. Like, that was the coolest part about it and that's what i love so much about it is because it it like it merged like say you have the movies right then you have the games and basically just merged them together it made them feel like this like super cohesive thing that helped me understand the story better and like the motivations because as a kid i'm not gonna like mm, Star Wars, what's the plot and, like i'm gonna, like oh cool things are happening and people are getting like you know so have you ever like played um, like the rogue squadron games or anything like that Okay, that's because no. like that's where I had that experience was in playing stuff like that or like Shadows of the Empire where it was like okay I'm like I'm playing this ancillary character that is kind of tangentially related to the Star Wars games and so yeah like something like Rogue Squadron where you're flying around yeah. the Battle of Hoth or something um, or also I like I would play the um, like I played the Star Wars arcade game that was like. Like in in arcades where like oh those are fun man you you uh, those are it's, fun man it's not like I mean like old old gamers like myself if you say Star Wars arcade game you're thinking of like the more um, like seven seventies era one or eighties no era I know I know what you're one you're talking about one from like the nineties or two thousands or whatever where it was basically like uh, you're you're in there and you're like you're going through each of kind of the original trilogy movies 
like cutting through scenes and just shooting um, various uh, yeah. uh, enemies or yeah. I think I know of the uh, 80s so one it's, better it's, it's the um, like that's that's where I had that kind of sense of immersion of like oh I'm I'm playing these characters or I'm I'm like I'm I'm playing a part in the Star Wars yeah. saga um, compared to yeah like because yeah. Battle like Battlefront Two until you're kind of talking about it I'm like oh that's right because Battlefront you were playing as the stormtroopers I'd completely forgotten any of that stuff like I don't I don't remember like yep. nothing from that campaign jumps out at me as like oh this was a defining memorable moment it's it's awesome that it, it's awesome that it does for you like I yeah it's it's for where I was in my like I don't industry, know the plot but like, it it was again I I have it on PS2 late yeah I was probably. I was probably in, you know, uh, high school or going into college or something like that. And so it's like I probably was that's where I, that's at a point where I was much more into like Grand Theft Auto games or something like that, where a shooter like that just yeah. wasn't like that wasn't what was leaping out of me. Yeah, I didn't play my first Grand Theft Auto game until last well, year. We'll, we, we will get to but that. I played Red Dead Redemption. So Star Wars Battlefront 2 makes all these like, I, amazing memories and you and your brother um, kind of going oh through and playing. Okay. God, I love that game, man. Like, and it was, it was just surreal. Like, it was, like, it was like the first time that I was actually immersed in a game. And like, I don't get immersed now. Like, I'll get immersed in Stardew Valley by like putting out my sprinkler pattern and my scarecrow, pa- my scarecrow pattern. Because I'm like, I don't want to do this out in the game and like waste time in the day. You know what I mean? And I'll get a notepad and write it on there. But no, it was just, it was the coolest thing, man. I'm telling you. It was the coolest thing, and it was like, then I play games like um, The Force Unleashed, yeah, which is another fantastic game, and I'm like, oh, there's a Star Wars game with an actual story and cutscenes. I'm the in. Pack like, that they you know, just sold you granted, a game for Force Unleashed too. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I'm gonna start. I'm like, that crap. Oh my god. No, like, Force Unleashed the, was a great game. I love, I love playing it. Yeah. But then. Oh, the, the the first one was fantastic. Like, you're pulling down the Star Destroyer, like, this guy's unstoppable. What can he not do? Then Darth Vader walks up and just basically Well, that's what him. he can do. Like, okay, got it. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, like, Vader can't do that. Like. Yeah. Star Killer. Okay. Yeah. But, um, which is also a great mm-hmm. name for a character. It was Star the. Killer. God. It's one of the. But, um, I want to say that was, like, the original name for Luke Skywalker. Was Luke Luke Starkiller? Uh, I want to really? say in like an early draft of of the original script. Um, I think that's where that name got pulled from. If my Star Wars lore is uh, is you know being good to me. There you let's go. let's go to the Wikipedia. Luke Starkiller. It was a, a it was a sec Adventures of the Starkiller Saga One Star Wars. It was the second draft of, of the to the film that would yeah. become Star Wars. Ep- the New Hope. Yep. Luke's, so, Luke's, yeah. Luke Starkiller. Original, original yep. So yeah, they That's they cool, took that. It's, I mean, in the same I way think... that, um, uh, like now in a in a post Rogue One world, um, like a lot of the things that Gary Whitta and and uh, and the other writers kind of put peppered into that, um, pay homage to like the history of Star Wars. Like when they're talking about the uh, <coughs> yeah. the Temple of the Wills, um, that's a ref- re- reference to another like early draft of star wars being like the journal of the wills or something like that um uh 
Yeah, it's it's like you have to get super into the weeds and super nerdy with Star Wars to like catch any of those references. But that like they are. Do you pull out the weed whacker and you're all like, like it's like that's something that would have gone over my head um, uh, until like until reading Easter eggs and seeing about it. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Like I did know that as like as a tidbit, but I didn't. When I heard the line in the movie, it didn't trigger and me go like, "Oh my god, they just made that reference." Yes, yeah. like that's I'm not that much of a diehard Star Wars history nerd, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's still cool because it's being made by those kinds of people. But anyway, yeah, I will say this about Rogue One: all of the best part, all of the best parts on that in that movie are all on Scarif. Everything it's, before that, it's eh. See, Scarif like, is like the best, but it's part all of setting movie, up for Scarif. To be clear, like yes, Scarif is the payoff of everything yeah. else that came before it, and that's that's like oh certainly that's where like all the action is. It's I mean like it's it's effectively the same argument that you would have with like um, uh, uh, Saving Private Ryan, where it's like there aren't there aren't crazy memorable moments in like well, the uh, beginning of that, but it's it's all setting up character moments so that you care yeah. about them later on in the in the film. So. Um, well, like to contrast what you just said, like Saving Private Ryan, I'm like with the, with me, I'm in that movie like from minute one. I've I watched and, I rewatched and, it and with the military history. Like, yeah, oh god, I forgot. Military family. It makes sense that you would have a little bit more of a. Oh. Well, no, it's not even that. Like my dad's in the navy. It's like he's not he's not in the Marines or any of that crap. But like, and like for me, like I don't know a majority of what my dad does because it's all basically secret squirrel stuff. I can't know. You can't know. Like who can know? Just him. But like personally that has nothing to do with it it's just that that movie is so impactful and different it's Mm -hmm. it's just true and like that's what i like about it and like and also i'm like when i watch that movie i'm like oh yeah vin diesel's in it and then there's him trying to save that kid then he gets shot yeah and none of that like i've watched the movie once none of that diesel like none of that resonates with me or sticks i'm like oh yeah that's i i can kind of remember Vin Diesel being in that movie it's just crazy like a handful of the other like people that yeah. were on the cusp of breaking out into something else, but like for me, really, that movie is like okay, yeah. yeah, I remember Tom Hanks was in it, and I remember Matt Damon was was Ryan, and that's about what I remember about that movie. So it's it, it's just a, a comparison to kind of like there is an ensemble there that is being built up in those in those first in that yeah. first hour of the of the film, and then you hit that kind of third act, and that's I mean that's what a that's what that's what a good then like it that's just what clicks. Suicide was Suicide Squad was missing for me. For example, is that like and we don't need to rag oh, on that. Man, like that just so doesn't bad. Need to but that's like it's it's filmmaking kind of one hundred and one. Is that no. if you're doing a good job in Act One and Act Two, then yeah. Act Three is all about the payoff. Um, and and that, I mean like same yeah. with like Avengers was you had like Act One and Act Two is setting up the team dynamic, and then Act Three is like is yeah. all New York, and that's where yeah. everything kind of kicks into high gear. Um, yeah, but you also had like fan. extra movies to like, kind of set all of that that stuff up. But yeah, um, so yeah. that's uh, like I, I can appreciate the yeah. the kind of the Rogue One um, take and and like when I watched it again, I was like, yeah, that's uh, when I watched it a second time, I had a better appreciation for some of those setup moments. And it's like, oh, okay, like this this is yeah making it so like um, so like it means more when Bodhi is doing this in you know the the in the final moments. Of yeah. Life. Also, in yeah. Rogue One, I barely know any of the characters that's, yeah, that's, because they're all I weird. Who, I don't remember who that was. That was personally who, one of my biggest uh, problems. It might have been it was like, like I was I'd... listening to like Kevin Smith react to Rogue One, where he's uh, – because, yeah, they're talking like yeah. 
you talk about like uh, like Hoth and stuff. And it's like, how did we know? How did we know Hoth from like Episode Five or Empire Strikes Back? Um, uh, I mean, you get like it's it's you there in know. the in the Unless open you're crawl, like listening. Um, but like it wasn't like planets were yeah. popping up like they were in like the names of planets weren't popping up. And then at least on the characters yeah. side, like Luke and Leia and Han are all like normal names. They're all like they're they're you know they're not the most yeah. common names, but they were like they were no normal enough. Han um, is a normal name. Uh, like Solo is a word yeah. you know, as opposed to Jin Urso, where it's like yeah. that that is not a. That is that is not a normal person's name. name in any sense. So it, it like it went a little down yeah. the Star Wars like alien naming rabbit hole um, to to yeah yeah. And, and at the but same, I still appreciate at, the I movie. Mean, but like at the same point, there's like there's kind of beautiful thematic symmetry to the fact that like you don't know mm-hmm. those people's names, um, and in in the grander scheme, yeah. like those people died for what happens in A New Hope. Um, spoilers, <laughs> Spoil- spoilers. Sorry, which is for possibly one. the best. Um, but it's like that. You don't. Yeah. If you haven't seen a, a nineteen ninety, it's a yeah. movie that came out in nineteen seventy-seven. But, but Rogue, like, like Rogue One, and how that plays out. You know, uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't a, a known yeah. quantity. But the um, but yeah. The, so the fact that you have those characters that are kind of um, uh, like forgettable, possibly by design. Um, it, it is like ties yeah. in into the larger kind of lore of the universe as a whole. Yeah, and it helps with the ending as well, which basically exactly spoiler. Yeah, that, that was the spoiler <laughs> I was I was calling out earlier was was after I said, oh yeah, I mean like all these people die for this this cause. Um, yeah, and like it helped me. That movie helped me appreciate like like kind of the setup that was episode three. Because it was just like, oh, episode three, then you see, or whatever movie it was that they had the, the Death Star plans in it, then you see Sidious and you see Vader. Like, oh, it's like, it's trying yeah. to set up, but like, it's kind of not. But then it just, it, it felt sort of like a, like, just a, like, okay, these movies are crap, but we're just going to yeah. give this to you, and it, like, it kind of paid off. All right. Well, that's aside from, so, so stepping back from the but Star the, Wars Rogue One tangent. <laughs> Going no, going going back to the Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan made yeah, me appreciate and and, Band of Brothers. But those are like they're they're all all three Which, of those are kind like, of the war, the war story, um, like that that narrative, yeah. that kind of story that you that those kinds of stories that you got out of like a World War Two setting. This I mean, it, mm-hmm. just just like yeah. you know the original Star Wars was very much built as a response to, um, like the Nazi regime and uh, and world war ii kind of iconography yeah like rogue one is absolutely kind of it, like embracing that as well and it is the beaches of normandy um like that's that's what scarif is it's oh it's that there, yeah i got more of a I mean, vietnam vibe i yes i can uh, i can absolutely i mean given the tropical setting um in, in there as well and, and the guerrilla warfare oh it's not even that it's just yeah Yes, and like how they basically did it because they only needed to, and there was no like mm-hmm. it wouldn't help out anyone else but them. That's the thing, and like not a lot of people approved it. That's another thing about it. It was just it was all the political stuff, and like it just felt very close to like oh, it feels like Vietnam because not a lot of people who are in the actual rebellion want it, as well as like none of the people like 
in the army or whatever, like in their actual like little like I don't want to call them plebs, but plebs in the rebellion, like um like want to be there, you know. And it was like that was very much like like the like the military's response to Vietnam, like we don't really want to be there. It was like the government's response that's like we don't really want to be there, but do we need to be there? Sure, and they just did it anyways. And like yeah. that's what gave me yeah. that Vietnam vibe. You know what I mean? Um, well, taking it back to video games. Uh, we we kind of we we kind of scattered off track for a little bit okay. there. Um, so Star Wars, yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. Uh, it was uh, wonderful. Absolutely. I like talking it's, about it's it though. A, it's again, it's a getting to know you con- uh, uh, um, podcast. Yeah, there you go. It's yeah. it's it's like um, pockets full of soup. Uh, so back to like Star Wars Battlefront, it becomes a very pivotal experience for you with your with your brother. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> That's where the stem um, from. So Jesus. you're you're playing that. You're playing that. You're. But, um, uh, I mean, uh, on to Force Unleashed, you, we, we touched on a little bit. Um, what kind of other... So we're we're still kind of in the PS2, Xbox... I mean, like, PS2, PS3, Xbox 360. I'm off and on because then... Okay, okay so let's get into the Wii. Oh, man, the Wii sucks. The Wii sucks. I, like, I got a Wii... My brother's like, oh yeah, Wii's gonna be fun. We played like Wii Sports like twice, and we're like, we, we had it for maybe I don't know five years, barely played it, barely touched it, and it was just like, you're like, it's not fun. I like a controller. I like, I like doing things with the controller. Yeah. I don't like waving it around, looking like a jackass. Like, no. Just, Did you play like no. Mario Galaxy then, or anything on there? Then okay. I, because uh, those like those no, are the games I remember. I, I remember Mario Galaxy, Mario Galaxy Two. Um, Super Paper Mario, I think, was the Paper Mario on that one, um, uh, which is like it. Yes, it used like the Wiimote a little bit, but um, it was much more like yeah. the games that I gravitated to on the on the Wii were much more like these are controller games, and you're just using a weird looking controller for them, um, or a controller in two parts, God, basically. Um, but yeah, those those are those so are the bad, Wii man. like the Wii standouts for me. But like, I mean, like. <coughs> um, Zelda, uh, Twilight Princess, or Skyward Sword. I didn't play either of those, so. I didn't play any of them, and I kind of want to, but, like, when I was, I was, what was I about to say? I don't know. What was I about to say? Um. I've not, I've not honed my mind reading skills (laughs) quite yet. Okay. I, oh, I was about to say this. Um, my first and only 3D Mario game, it's not on the Wii, it was Super Mario Sunshine. A game that I still have yet to beat because that game. Is I never played it, so hard. I can't. I can't speak like, to it. With it's... Oh my god! It's like there's this See, part where. But like, is it is it hard for like game. when you were like like for for the age you were? Oh no! Yeah. It's just blatantly hard. It's just blatantly hard. Like it's it's easy up to a point. Then you're like, okay. Then you get to this, the booze mansion, and you're on this little shore, and you have to like clean up all these booze. Then you have to spray booze which only like then they turn into wall platforms and you have to platform then you have to keep doing that and it's a giant pain in the ass because you have to keep looking at them and you have to keep going up then you get into the paint mario stage and it's all like oh yeah here you go <laughs> all that hard work you did nothing and you die you have to restart the stage and you're like and like you just lose. I mean, you, you like, like, need to get what, good what did at I just video do? games quentin no, I mean that's what I'm hearing right now. <laughs> I I've... mean, I'm... no, it you you don't understand the struggle, man. Like Mario Sunshine is a fun game, but it's like 
honestly, also, like, it's not, like, it's not even, like, memorable to me. I just remember playing it. I'm like, oh, this is fun. I don't, like, I don't remember, I didn't beat it, so, like, I can't say that I beat it. And, like, I, like, I did all this stuff. But, like, I can understand, like, watching stuff like Mario 64 Let's Plays and, like, speedruns. I'm like, oh, I can totally see where Mario 64, like, where mm -hmm. this just basically is just a Mario 64 ripoff. But, yeah, but, but like, with Mario 64, you have, it, I mean, you have the same kinds of platforming pains in the butt that like you just have to figure out the way around it to to get through it um yeah as, as well as like the secret stars and all that jazz but like i don't like personally i don't like using guides on games unless i have to and that's one of those games of, i didn't really know that's, what a guide I mean, was and, like i mean like, like i played i played mario 64 yeah. sans guide back in those days um now like now i'll jump on a guide with, without a guide sans guide what's that um uh yeah, it's, yeah. Like if you if, oh. you, if you do something it sans is? something, it's yeah, it's uh, just without that thing. There you go. Um, I'm learning. Uh, so yeah, guys. Like I, I would play it without without a guide <laughs> back in back back in my day. Um, but like when I like when I <laughs> oh, yeah, oh yeah, are you are you rocking I, that banjo? When I revisited the game, rocker, uh, <laughs> uh, six or seven years ago or something, and and just decided like oh I, like i want to play like it was, um my girlfriend at the time had her n64 and so like i pulled it out and was like oh i'm gonna play like mario again and and i was like i don't really have the patience to like try and remember where all of these secret stars are and stuff so i'm just gonna like i yeah. want to do the completionist run but i just want i don't want to waste my time doing it like i've done it before so let me just figure out where yeah but if you're not if like if you're jumping into a 3d mario game and you don't know what the hell you're doing Ooh, man, you're in a rough spot. Oh, yeah. You are in a rough spot trying to get all those stars. I mean, like, it hard I, I, it again, I can't speak to Sunshine, but, like, the the uh, Super Mario 64 isn't too terrible on it because, at least in the, in the levels themselves, like, the name of the star comes up to give you a pretty good hint of, like, this is where you need, like, this is the star yeah. that's at the end of the eel's tail or something like that. So it's like, oh, okay, that eel that's in that underwater level, I need yeah. to figure out a way to get him out and yep there's the star at the end of it and now i just need to swim after him and to to grab it it's like they do they they do a good job uh, and i i, I want to say like the galaxy games were the same again i can't speak to sunshine so i don't know what that kind of collectathon mechanic was but uh it's been so long since i played it that like yeah. i don't yeah. i don't know if it did i don't know if it like if it doesn't because it's been like oh, also i have kind of go. bad memory after you're young like five years. That, that, that's not gonna get better but, like so. <laughs> Oh, I know, but um, but like, so I don't, I don't know if it did. All I remember is like, oh, you had to race this one guy who's basically just a cheating turd. Then um, it was just all that jazz. So, from there, let's jump into the 360 generation, which is the Wii and the PS3. Granted, I did not play a PS3, but the, uh, the 360 generation is when I first realized that wow, there's actually video games on the PS3 that I'm interested in, but I don't own a PS3 because I don't have a job. Because because you were 12, you don't have a job. Oh darn! Just the control. Because the. Oh no, my my parents aren't slumming slumming me in the the mines. That's what a paper route or lawn mowing was for. No. Well, in my neighborhood, it was kind of hard because I moved into a neighborhood and kids already got the angle on that. So. Yeah. Plus, the neighbors didn't really. Hmm. Didn't like my family because our political beliefs. Because 
we are very liberal people and we moved into the south during when obama was elected so that's all you need to that's all you need to know yeah so that's why um but no and the 360 generation is possibly like the freshest in my mind because i played i played by like the first bioshock maybe in 2012 and i played the original mass effect which is the best mass effect game have no one ever disagree tell you that and and we've we've already uh we've already had a favorite games topic on here about mass effect 2 being the the best of the series Um, but even that i don't necessarily agree with uh i i like who, who Frank Frank Pisani who, put who, Mass Effect Two? Yeah, it really? was his favorite game. His favorite game was actually really? Persona Four, but we had just done Persona Four with uh, with Alex, so it's like, okay, well, what's what's el- what else is on the list? And so yeah, we did Mass yeah. Effect Two, um, and I stand yeah. by Mass Effect Three, not because of the ending and all the shit that that gets, um, even though it's like it's un that's unruly. I've got like halfway through like, Mass Effect Three. And just that is do the it. culmination of all of those. It's in the same way that like uncharted 4 is the best uncharted for me it's because it's all of these characters i love and getting to see kind of the end of their story um in mass effect 3 that's why mass effect 3 stands out mass effect 1 like i played mass effect 1 after i played mass effect 2 and it was really rough to go back to and that was like that was then when it had just or like when it was still like relatively fresh it was like i think they i think they got rid of a lot of the right stuff when they went to mass effect 2 (laughs) Well, okay. This is how I'm going to put it. Do you... Mass Effect, the first one, is like the jump from... It's the jump... I don't want to, like, word this weird. It's the jump from, like, Mario 64 to, like, Sunshine. That's the best way to put it. Or Or in your case, like, from Super Mario 64 to, like, Galaxy. It's just... It's a completely different game. And that's the thing. And if you play the first Mass Effect... You probably have. Um, <laughs> it's interesting and it's fun and it's quirky and it's yeah the elevator scenes suck. Uh, uh, oh like my that was God, a that was definitely a joke suck. for like you know never, it was already like a, an established meme or whatever when I was playing it and I was like this isn't really nearly as bad as everybody else. like really it's it's just a loading screen deal with it oh my god <laughs> like, it's bad I get, it's bad I get that it is masking a loading screen at least they gave you no, like they gave you dialogue bad. or something to talk about during this loading screen. Compa- it would be like, like once Final in every Fantasy twenty where like times you were now going on a drive for ten minutes to get across the map and nothing happens. No, no, I will take an elevator scene every every day. Oh, <laughs> so ugh, the, okay, but but Mass Effect One, you love Mass Effect One. Oh my god! Then then I I play the first Bioshocks and I play Mass Effect One. Then I'm all like, oh, what else is there? Borderlands. Yeah. I, uh, oh that, man, Borderlands is so. And that's bad. that's another one where like the, I think the first one is fantastic. I think j- in in exactly the same way as Mass Effect, I think the things that they take from uh, from the first in that series, and then that they kind of streamline into the second of that series, yeah, refine it and make it for me a better experience. It's not like yeah. I don't. Again, it comes down to like I'm old and don't have time, so I'm not interested in micromanaging every last point for like every last gun type I want to use. Um, so I think that, like, I, I appreciated yeah. the changes that they made in both of those series when they moved into the, the second iterations. But, yeah, Borderlands is another. The L- first. Like, the jump from, okay, I'm going to, even though I said the Mass Effect 1's the best game, 
it's Mass Effect 1, to jump from 2, it's a okay game, but the story's fantastic and I love it, to a great game, which is like the mechanics are way better. The story is not as good as my opinion because it's kind of predictable. And like Saren in the first game is like he's so like bullish and rogue and like you can't tell what he's doing half the time because they're like you don't see him. But like the mysterious man, there's cutscenes of him doing things. You're like, okay, I know what he's doing. I know why he's being evil. But like the first Borderlands, the villain, it's like you barely see her. And it was like, okay, who's this mysterious lady? Then you get to the vault, and it's all like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna kill her instantly. And you're like, what? <laughs> What's going on? That game had so much like good going for it. Then you get to the ending, and it's all like, that's like I'm I mean, legitimately for, confused. For, and what, for what me, happened. I took it as like this. Yeah, the character is like, you know, pitched as this big bad villain. But because you spend so little time with her or whatever, yeah. it's like she's not. She's not really a fleshed out villain. So when when the vault monster thing no. does just kind of like pierce her right through, and you don't even fight her, and then that becomes the final boss. Like that was a funny take on it for yep. me, as opposed to like as opposed to like what I'm used to from like JRPGs or something, where you know I've traveled and I've I've fought all across the world to go and fight Sephiroth. Now I'm going to go fight him, and I'm going to fight, like, three more versions of him because he's going to turn into weird things. It was like, no, like, here's here's a person, and, like, yeah, she's kind of been making your life a little, a little annoying throughout all this by, like, sending her minions at you and stuff. And yeah. uh, and you don't even get the, the satisfaction of killing her because we're just going to, like, boom – she she was just a patsy too and and here's the real do it like that here's the real bad of she's just paper in the wind I mean, it's, it's like this is her like borderlands 2 is a little she's bit the same paper. like like handsome jack you 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 get to fight handsome mm. jack but like the the guardian thing or whatever is like the real that's the real fight at that at the end of that game yeah it's but the difference between borderlands 1 and borderlands 2 is like with also, Borderlands 2 is a contender for my no, favorite it's a great game. game. Um, because I love that game so much. Um, oh my god, so good. But the difference right. is that, like, Handsome Jack's always in your ear. He's always sharping, like, even if you do something on a side quest. And that's what made him a cooler villain rather than the first one. Like, it would be like, after, like, every fifth story mission, this lady would say something to you. And you're like, okay, lady, I don't know who you are. Then, like, she starts playing a role, and you're like, eh. Yeah, from Handsome Jack, and he's I, there and, day like yeah, the and, and I, I would say again, literally it's, in the first cutscene, like, he's like there. Story wise, I think the story of Borderlands Two is leaps and bounds. It, story and characters are leaps and bounds. Like all of your characters oh in God. Borderlands One are nothing; they are just blank avatars for whoever you are. And then they actually get characters in Borderlands yeah. Two. Oh my God! Like those those Borderlands One characters are actually like yep. enjoyable characters, while you are still playing like a largely boring avatar character. Um, so that's what like that's why I liked in um, continuing it on into like the pre sequel or something. It's like then pre sequel for as much like crap as that game gets. Like at least your characters are also being fleshed out as all of the other characters are being fleshed out. You are commenting on the story. Yeah. Your character has an opinion on things um, and interacts with whatever dialogue is going on in that game. Yeah. So it's like story-wise, Borderlands, I think, has gotten better each time. Um, and I think, uh, I, I think like, yeah. the first Borderlands was very much, I don't know if you played Titanfall uh, 2 this year, um, uh, but, like, a lot of the grief that Titanfall I 2 has gotten was, like, Oh, the bosses don't mean anything. They're just like they're they're there, and then they're and then they're 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 end level bosses. Like yeah, they're bosses. Like, I mean, it's a... that's 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 not 
Like, and guess what? It's, it's a video game. The the intent what of more do you is want? not to like give you this like deep relationship with those bosses. Like, like you, no. it, it, like did you? Were you gonna say it's not Mega it's Man? It's not Mega. It's <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or are you gonna like? That's literally exactly. that's literally like, what Mega Man is. That's what I was you literally say. fight there's, these guys. You go no through a level and you battle these guys. Man or and then you're gonna complain. Like, they are not. Like, they are not characters. There, there's yeah, not or, a like or Iceman or Fireman. Yeah. So that was the your uh, connections to Doctor Wily and uh, like, like I know somebody like Colin Moriarty would hate that that parallel, but he ha- he he does not he does not objectively look at anything Mega but Man related. It's he true. Very much it's absolutely it his, his true. Uh, uh, nostalgia goggles. Um, yeah, and uh, and opinions that are entitled to to your own, but like as someone who's I didn't play Mega Man 1. I played Mega Man 2. I, I tried to play Mega Man 3. I'm like, mm, I like Mega Man 2 better because it's just funner. But, like, us, like I've seen stuff and I've heard yeah. people talk about Titanfall. I'm like, it's basically yeah. just Mega Man. I mean, Man. not, not it's the... It's a first-person Mega you don't Man. Get the, you don't get to choose, like, I mean, the granted, you don't get any abilities or any of that. Or anything like that. But it is, it is basically just a boss rush kind of... Or not even a yeah, boss but, rush kind of game, but it is just, like, it is a very yeah. old-school kind of game in that there's just a boss, a final boss at the end of each level that it's, I mean, it's, it's yeah. like, like, again, this, this isn't a reference you're going to catch because it's prior, way, it's, way before your time, but like Final Fight or something like that, where it's, you just go through those arcadey kinds of levels and you fight, you fight, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I was, yeah, I was about to say um, TMNT, TMNT uh, any um, of the Turtles in Time. Ninja Turtles games, The Simpsons, X-Men, yeah, it's, it's, it's those arcade, or the those X-Men games. fighters where it's like, you go through the level, and at the end of the level, there's a boss. It's not a boss that you necessarily had, like, that was, yeah. like, taunting you and you were, like, you had this deep, intimate relationship with. It's just, like, this is the guy who's been mm-hmm. throwing all of these minions at you, so now you get to go kill him and then move on to the next boss. Anyway. Um, that, but that's, yeah. So that's what, like, Borderlands, exactly. the first Borderlands was for me, for me. Was It was very much in that same kind of vein. It's like... They give yeah. you fun little like cutscenes or like fun little introduction moments for each of those bosses to give them a little bit of yeah. extra character, but it's like they're all forgettable. <laughs> yeah, it's like nine toes. He has nine toes, but he has three balls. Like that, personally, that's like the thing that stands out my most in my mind because I'm like, oh my god, they just made a tri- they just made a tripod joke in a video game. This isn't Austin Powers. Like they made a, a joke about a guy having three balls, like. Like, see, like, serious. I was like, I literally paused the game and was beside myself laughing. And my brother walks in. It's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm laughing. Read the screen. Then he just starts laughing with me. Like, it's just the weirdest thing because you're mm-hmm. you're playing a video game and then it just doesn't take itself seriously. Yep. And then it just, it just doesn't the whole game. Then you play Borderlands Two and you're like, wow, yeah. this game is just not taking itself seriously one bit. You play this, play like, the pre sequels, taking itself. See, like, I don't see pre sequels taking itself seriously. Uh, it, like I see pre-sequel as like very much in the same vein as Borderlands 2 um, the writing isn't as sharp um, but it's still I mean it's still like off the wall insanity no. and stupidness oh like oh here's a here's like yeah. here's, a, here's your move <laughs> but, come on now. Um, it, it, it's not a butt stomp stop saying it's okay yeah it's totally a butt stomp yeah it, it's, it's, it is a butt stomp but um no, that was like, and I remember that getting that game day one very vividly. I was so stoked. Uh, do you remember that show? Whatever it was called, it was the show on Spike. Uh, it was the video game show. 
I don't know. But there's a trailer for okay. Borderlands 2, and it's to The Lion King, A Wimba Way. I watched that trailer, I don't know, close to like a thousand times probably. Mm-hmm. It's so, if you haven't seen it, it's a really good trailer. And it's like, mm-hmm. it sets you up just for like the blatant action that is that game. And it was, it was really cool. And like, was, that was the first trailer that like, I personally, I don't get really anticipated okay. for games. I might have to change my mind so that the lighting looks better mm-hmm. in here. But um, I don't get anticipated for games. Like if you listen to my top 10 or if you like listen to me talk about games, I get excited about games like two weeks before they come out because that's how I feel about mm-hmm. hype. And I feel about that whole, I say hype, but it's in quotes. But, like, anticipation, like, that's how I feel about it, you know? I feel that's the proper way to, like, yeah, but there, dress there yourself are, for that like, kind of stuff. When you've given your, uh, for example, given your, your love of the of Star Wars Battlefront, like, when a new Star Wars Battlefront got announced, were you excited for it? Yeah. Granted, I was, yes, but then I started yeah. playing it, and I'm like, it's multiplayer only like right and I, i'm not i'm not gonna call it a bad it's, game but it's, yeah, it's, it's not i mean I it's like it's i, it's I still bought the game to, i still bought the season pass to get excited for something um based on you know past experience or based on what you mm-hmm. what you want something to be absolutely so it's it's based on nostalgia like, yeah hype culture in, in and of itself yeah. um is it, it, it's is dumb it gets out of hand very quickly but it's it's okay to be excited for things is is kind of my takeaway yes. but don't like if yeah if don't 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 judge a thing based on the don't excitement be a, you no man had sky for guy. It, if that excitement was like unrealistic or, or like it's you know if i wanted yeah um uh if i wanted uh, uh final fantasy 15 to be um uh to be a turn-based throwback to an uh, an older era of final fantasy games and judged it that's, I, oh, that's, dude, that that's what I would dope. love, but I'd be I know so that in it would that. be unrealistic of me to judge that game. Huh? Tactics 2? Uh, Square Enix? It would be unrealistic Tactics of me two? to judge the game for not being that, because that was not the intent of, of what they were trying yeah. to make with that game. Exactly. Uh, so that's that's where like, that's exactly. where I think the, the, the lines need to be blurred. Um, you know, No Man's Sky was certainly its, its own unique case, because they did kind of present certain elements that then end up not being in that game yes and there was that like there was that foggy wall that like no one really saw past and like people were confused about i still own no man's sky i kind of dabble in every now and then but like it's for me it's just minecraft and i like i don't like minecraft that much but i'll play a game like stardew valley i mean yeah there's 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 i don't want to call it like minecraft but it's very similar Um, to minecraft absolutely it's 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 a mix of it's more of a harvest moon thing which Um, i've never played but yeah, but that's that's so that's where I yeah. sit on hype culture is that like don't like it's again it's okay to be excited about yeah. something it's okay to be excited for something but don't let that excitement run away with itself and then like don't be don't don't be yeah don't don't, don't let be, your expectations like, affect even, even those that, of like, others you, you know can what I mean? you can tell other people how excited you are for this thing that's coming out that's cool but don't don't judge the thing based yeah. on your excitement for it judge it for what it actually is and what it was intending to be um is kind of so that's that's like going to yeah. my again to my final fantasy 15 example yeah. like i didn't judge that game and like tear tear it apart in my review of it for it not being for it not being a a final fantasy um, for what you, you wanted know, it to seven be era you know? kind of game or final fantasy 6 or whatever um i i tore it apart for what yeah. it was presenting itself as 
when they relaunched it or what it has presenting what it had been presenting itself as over the course of a 10 year period and who these characters are and what it what what is missing from that game mm-hmm. to 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 uh, to keep it from Noctis, like Ignis and all the other two people scores. in the car that yeah. flies it goes like it this fun. I, I enjoy, like I I never crashed the car in that game until yeah. I had the flying car and then I tried to land at one point and just immediately yeah. like went right into a uh, yeah, like, right into a barricade and it was like and then I got like a game over <laughs> screen for, for crashing car I was like what what, what? Uh, yes. so so any other kind of standouts from the the 360 era the uh, I mean we we touched on a little bit of Mass Effect and then we kind of drove off on tangents so tell me tell me Mass Effect um, what like what really it is about that game that kind of jumps out at you and and uh, and sticks with you and why you think Mass Effect, something like Mass Effect is the best of its series? Because I used to play like I used to dabble in chess and I used to dabble in checkers and like when I would play that game and it was, like all the strategy in it, I would take it super seriously. Like I would save right before a, a huge battle and like I would replay it like five or six times just to get the right thing done. It moved the guy to the right spot, kill a guy, do a thing like that, and have it all like laid out in my head. Then just do it and execute it and be like, beautiful. I did this. I spent 30 minutes to do something that probably took me like five minutes to do. You know, and it was just, for me, it was cool. And it was like, it was setting all that stuff up. Then, the, and another reason I like it more is because it was, it was nice seeing the, literally playing the first Mass Effect game. Then like a week or two later, playing Mass Effect 2. And you're like, whoa, they basically just improved everything, but still kept all of the same fantastic crap that was there. Like the Cap Commander Shepard's like blank stare and all that, and like, and another reason I like it more is because you have Erdnot Rex. Now Erdnot Rex is the best like side character in in one of the in a video game ever. He does not give a fuck about anything, and that's I mean, awesome. That's fair. I I'm, like, I'm more of a Garrus guy, but okay. Well, no, I had him and Garrus. Yeah. So like. Him super serious and, like, a guy not giving a fuck about anything. You're like, this is awesome. Like, it's a, it was just a nice contrast because I would have that. Then I would play Mass Effect 2, and I'm like, oh, there's this character that I love who's gone. He's dead. They killed him. Why? Why? Like, and I was like, and personally, that's... So did you not carry your save over then? No. Okay. I, I didn't know how to do that. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I, I played through the first time uh, Mass Effect 2 first, uh, because I I had to like I waited until it was on PS3 like until when they brought that over uh, and they didn't bring over P, uh, the, yeah. the first Mass Effect at the time so I had I was stuck with whatever like core decisions they gave they they yeah. gave you like an interactive like choose the big decisions thing um, but uh, that was before I was connected to the internet through my PS3 yeah. so I didn't actually get to do that on my first playthrough so it just gave me whatever like the stock choices were so I had like. Yeah. Caden was dead, and or not, and and Rex was dead in mine. So I didn't even know who Rex was until I went back and played um, the original Mass Effect on like my, on this crappy old PC at the time. Um, it's and, not PC, uh, huh? Yeah, it's not oh, yeah. PC. Yeah, all the all oh, the Mass man. Effect games are yeah. That was, so that was like I I bought. Um, I was like, okay, well, like I'm a sucker for this story, so I want to know yeah. like all of the things that like went into this story. So yeah, I played mm-hmm. through the first Mass Effect on PC. Um, had a had a much better appreciation. Got to know yep. characters that I didn't yeah. that I didn't know from. Got to know who Ashley was because if you if you only play Mass Effect two, like all you get of Ashley is like the little snippet on Horizon or whatever. Um, yeah. 
uh, where she's pissed at you for whatever reason. It's like, what? Yeah. like I don't know why you're, I don't know who you either, are already. And either, I saved the bomb, you and or this other guy, and I don't like the other guy because <laughs> yeah. I want to bang you. Yeah, because but yeah, it was it was so it was getting to know those characters from the first game, mm-hmm. um, and then it was like, oh, well, crap, because I'm not going to keep playing through the games on PC um, yeah. and and carry that on. But then when uh, when Mass Effect Three came out and they finally brought Mass Effect One to uh, to PlayStation, PlayStation I 3. did yeah, yeah to the PS3 I did like a full playthrough of all three of those games on that system um, again or actually I think I did too I think I did like a Paragon run of all three games and a Renegade run of all three games and I loved something that I didn't get until the first Mass Effect came through uh, came onto the system and I could play them all in one place was like all of the little side things that you can do in that first game mm-hmm. like that carries over oh, yeah. you get you get oh, to see so yeah. many of those characters that they come back or whatever the like the guy who's like your number one fan or whatever like yeah if you if you don't play the first game and don't interact with him in the first game like you don't see him in 2 or 3 at all like yeah. so so it was getting to see kind of how they how they took those little instances from each game and and carried them through the the entire series um, yeah. again that's like so Mass Effect 3 being like the culmination of all that and bringing everybody forward from all of those games is what makes that stand out as the best game for me. Um, uh, and and gameplay-wise, I just think there's a lot of unnecessary stuff in that first one to, to really... like. So I, I would say 3, 2, and then 1, but gameplay-wise, 2 might like overcome 3. Gameplay-wise, 2 is the best. Oh my god, okay. that game is like so clean. But like... And that's another reason I like it is because I played the second one and I like I did I try to do everything that I can in that game because mm-hmm. I'm a kid and I have tons of time to spare after school I don't have any homework or like there you go rub it in <laughs> rub it in you and your youth it goes I'm away sorry, when you no. have when you have jobs and responsibilities oh I'm just God, glad I don't have, have kids of my own yet that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna kill me I'm gonna I'm gonna have to play Nintendo then and that's gonna be weird <laughs> gotta get an NES Classic yeah no I don't even need that like <laughs> no I don't no one needs that but um. No, and it was it was cool because it was all I those. I still got my original NES. I can hook that up. I mean, I got to figure out I, like the cables and stuff to hook it up. I have a retron, system. so I have all that figured out. There you go. That's that's how it's done. But um, no, uh, the reason it's just it's like I hold it higher is because it's all those build ups. It's all it's the build ups. Then, granted, the payoffs may be better, but it's all the build ups that matter, you know. And like it's all the character development that matters. And it was just all the, it was all the right places in the right steps and all that jazz literally in that first game that improved how i enjoyed the the further games it was it was basically just that oh you're doing 95 basically it's 95 percent of the the stuff that i love then it's five percent of everything else just moving towards it and it's like oh yeah i love all these characters and i don't know why i just do i just like that game more okay like I, i don't know why also, the Mako's not that bad. Oh, the Mako's terrible. Like we were not gonna, <laughs> we were not, not gonna get away bad. from this without bringing up how bad the Mako is. The Mako's awesome. No, no it, it, the Mako's trash. The, the, um, the Mako is garbage. The Mako, uh, the planets are like way too big for, for, for what they need to be. It's in the same way that like, uh, like my one of my big gripes with Final Fantasy fifteen is that it's ten times bigger than it needs to be for what they've put in that world. The, really? Like all of the worlds in in that first Mass yeah. Effect are the same, where it's like there's, oh yeah, I, most of there's most of what I'm doing is I'm generic. just driving like around this map to nothing. Yeah, but like that's what kind of made it fun is because sure like the bases and all that were kind of the same like like design on the inside, but the location getting there half that time getting to those places sucked. Yeah, 
Like, it was really bad because how the ter- – it wasn't even, like – you can't even blame it on the Mako either. It was just the terrain and how they built it and, like, how unprepared they were for everything with that. But it was, it was a combination of the two. It's like they built the yeah. terrain knowing that the Mako can go over parts of it. Um, then jump like that. Yeah, and th- exactly. Like, like, oh, I'm going up this mountain and then I'm jumping this way because that's going to help me. Yep, that's awesome. <laughs> it Thanks. was really funny to do that, though. Yeah. I enjoyed doing that. But no, then – okay. So, still in the 360 generation. I know this this is running longer than I anticipated it would. But, um, because I thought this would, like, I didn't know how long we were going to go, but I thought maybe we would be at the, like, the second topic by now. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, still in the 360 generation. This is the generation where I realize, like, the, you can write, you can write news about video games. This is where I found out about Beyond, and I found out about all this other stuff that's, played a huge part in my life recently mm-hmm. and like i don't want to like offend you when i say this trevor my first beyond was episode 300 that's like that doesn't offend me because that's when i started listening to it okay. with any kind of regularity like i remember i've been going to ign for the better part of all 20 years that they've been around um yeah. but it was like it was for news and i mean like way back in the day it was for like babe of the day kind of stuff back when they were much more sexist than they are now and i was a stupid horny teenager or whatever um but yeah no it's it like i didn't i didn't really get into i would see like occasional segments from beyond and stuff and i would yeah. i would like catch funny videos that greg or uh, greg or colin or somebody had done on the site but beyond 300 is the like that's for me that's the turning point too where i like i i remember that being on the front page when i went to beyond and i was like they were like doing a live stream of the event and so i like i clicked on to listen to the audio and and tuned in and like everybody was there and excited for it and mm-hmm. like watching watching that i was like oh this is cool and then i yeah i just started getting into it um kind of from there so because i literally typed into google one night video game news and that first thing that popped up was i and i clicked on it, i'm like oh reading stuff i'm like oh wait there's this thing and it's really funny and they're wait they're talking about the ps3 who plays it and i was thinking to myself who plays the ps3 everyone i know has an xbox 360 like what are they doing then i'm like oh wait it's their job to make fun of this thing and like like just laugh at it hysterically and i'm like oh yeah that's really funny then like it just that was the night that like everything got like got started for me video like like thinking about video games differently instead of just like playing games to get achievements or trophies or whatever you know and it was just the night of oh wait I can actually like be philosophical about video games. I can think about like them other than just like this generic. Oh, here's the story. You know, I can think about it. Oh, what if like like thinking about the actual characters' emotions and doing all this other stuff. And it was it made me appreciate games. It made me think about games deeper. And that was really it was really nice because I was all like, oh video game stories whatever i'm gonna play call of duty with my brother or play borderlands with my brother you know and it was just i play it and I'm like, i watch it and i'm like wow and i start listening to it frequently and then like it was just it started a different trend in my life with video games and it, it, personally it it was it was nice it was awesome mm-hmm. and that's what i enjoyed like that's what that did to me yeah it was for for me and, it was very much like i don't because at this point like i i stopped really having like video games wasn't a thing i talked with friends about since like high school mm-hmm. um and that was for me again that was like the n64 era like we would yeah. when we would play like goldeneye and stuff like that uh, and then we kind of oh, all man, man. like we all kind of went our separate ways in high school and so i didn't really have 
like a community that I could like talk about video, video games became for a decade like pretty much just a me only kind of thing and the internet was starting yeah. like starting to grow and getting its yeah, feet but, I don't want to like, like, call you old when I, I'm saying this but that's the truth yeah no that's, 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 I, but I wasn't like going out and seeking out like yeah. video game communities or anything like that so it was yeah. it was very much like video games were just a thing that I did and it was like you know I like it was very much a personal thing for me and, and you mm-hmm. know my like I knew I would occasionally have conversations with friends in like my theater community and stuff and, and a few of them like we would stumble upon the idea that like oh my friend Sam really loves World of Warcraft and like got really deep into World of Warcraft and would play it like nightly and stuff and so that was kind what of a, a like nerd that's, yes but you know <laughs> let him like what he likes um, granted I'm, I'm playing Stardew Valley and I'm plotting out like my things in there but yeah so that was like it was it was very it was very much a rare instance for me to like mm-hmm. have a community or have people I could I would talk to about video games I have a video games um, uh, and then so yeah I start. I like I I kind of start getting that filled, uh, that void filled by like listening to Beyond or Unlocked or whatever, um, and hearing other people talk about video games and me kind of, um, like it not, you know, not yelling at my at my phone or whatever, but like thinking yeah. about like what like what do I think about that kind of experience and and yeah. thinking independently of they've presented their side of the argument or what they think about it, what do I think about it and and kind of um, uh, introducing that more, like. For me, it was a very natural progression because I was already thinking very critically about theater and stuff, and I yeah. like I, I like I would, you know, I would go and see a play, and I would say these are the things I liked about the play, these are the things I didn't like about the play, um, and so it was like I was already doing that to some extent on on the video game side of things. Like there were things I liked about the games and things I didn't like about the games, and so mm-hmm. listening to something like Beyond, it was very much like oh, in the on the industry side of things. I can start yeah. thinking about oh and these, me about these the are things that I like, yeah I, these are things I, I like about the decisions that PlayStation is making these are things I don't like about the decisions that PlayStation are making yeah so yeah that was that was it, like again for me Beyond three hundred was was a turning point as well where that was like prior to that the only podcasts I'd ever really listened to were like the occasional like MuggleNet cast about Harry Potter or something like that yeah um, it was not a it was not a normal form of entertainment for me until Beyond three hundred. Yeah, and it taught me to, like, educate my friends about this. I didn't tell them about Beyond because I was like, oh, I'm going to keep this myself because I only want to know about it because if they know about it, then they're going to tell the whole world <laughs> if, about it. Then everyone knows about it. If they know about it, then, then all, all these like... things I'm telling them uh, aren't as smart because they're coming from somewhere Yeah, else. and, like, and like I just I, – I educated my friends. I'm like, oh, like, don't buy pre-owned games because they don't get any of that money. And they're like, are you sure about them? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure about that. And I taught them to, like – actually read reviews instead of like looking at the score oh yeah i got an eight is it is it a really good game though it's like read the review and and people are like oh and like they didn't like someone's review i'm like guess what that's that person's review like it's you're entitled to your own opinion like think about it do you have your own opinion about things yeah then oh oh it's magic oh you can actually figure it out yourself and like it was basically putting the dots really close together for my friends and like letting them understand it they can actually think instead of just looking at something just from like the headline or the blank face and like just assuming yeah. things. And it was, it allowed for me to also just be like, I I am I play video games and it was like I don't have to hide behind like it anymore. I can just do it out loud because these people are making money off doing it. I can do it yeah. too. Like not make money, but just like I can be myself more often with these these chuckleheads, yeah. you know. 
But um, no, that was the tail end of the... It was like the middle of the 360 generation for me. Then if you want to... That's basically the... Everything else is just a, a blur. So, so like, everything for the last couple of years is a blur? You're just playing... No, um, but like, oh, but, no, I okay, mean the 360 it, yeah. generation. Like, we're, my I mean, we're, so, so like, I, I wasn't a 360 person. Did you ever get into like the Halos or the Gears of War? Um, I played Halo Three and ODST because they were fun co-op games with mm. my brother. Um, I didn't play Halo Wars. I didn't play Gears. I didn't play any of those because I was just like, I am. I like playing games with other people in the room. I don't like sitting i don't like sitting at the desk like i mean but all if, uh, like if it, all if of we those had ha- the, the the uh well maybe not gears one but like the well no yeah gears i mean because they all had co-op um kind of co-op yeah but i didn't play them because i was all like yeah it's and my parents were all like it's too bloody you can't play that you know and there was, there was stuff right. like you, that you young like, couldn't get your m your rated m games <laughs> yeah but um no like and if if we had this my preferred way you would be we'd be sitting in the same room recording because that's how i like mm-hmm. doing things but um, that's just how I am. I like, I just like having the other person in the room, like playing the game or talking to. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, that's just who I am because that gives me a better experience of like who this person is and all that jazz. Okay. Uh, so so lead us into well before we dive into this generation, um, did you ever do like were you ever a PC gamer um, at all? Like, did you did you play any kind of games on PC over the years? Not till okay. recently. Um, and then uh, we touched on, you know, some of the earlier uh, Game Boy uh, systems. By earlier, I mean like the Game Boy Advance. Um, Advance. Did you the best did Game you get Boy. into the DS or 3DS? Um, I played I I the DS and the PSP. I got my brother got the DS and I got the PSP. It was a Christmas gift one year. I was like losing it it was it was the coolest thing like it was like oh my brother got that oh we got the new pokemon game i picked up a box it was i opened it oh it was the star wars battlefront renegade and it was like it was just the coolest thing it was like two of these things i love battlefront and um pokemon and we just like we literally played them to like a couple like so long we spent so many hours that and then like personally I like the DS. I don't like the two screen. I'm gonna adjust my lighting in my room because it's gonna bother me because I'm looking at myself and okay. I look. But um, going back to that, it was it was just the coolest experience for me. It was like, oh, oh wait, I can play the PSP. Oh, I can play that on the bus. My brother would play the DS on the bus, and we other other days we would swap it, and it would be like stuff like that. And like handheld gaming has always been huge in my life. I don't know why, up until now, and up until like I'm at this age where. I don't have to commute places. I don't have to really take the bus. I don't have to fly. Unless unless I'm flying, I'm going to bring my Vita to play, like, Shovel Knight or Squeak It Into. Or, um, watch call it Pokemon. But it was just, I don't know why, but I don't know why we didn't really talk about this that much. But it was, it's more of a blur because I was, like, getting into console gaming. Because mm-hmm. I was moving out of handheld gaming. Because handheld gaming was more of, like, the earlier stages then I was just moving into console gaming and all that jazz. But then, like, PSP, I can barely remember any games on the PSP besides that Star Wars Battlefront Re- Renegade game. Um, on the DS, I played basically only Pokemon. Maybe Mario RPG. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Yeah. It's, I but, mean, um, like, the, those those systems are very much... Like, it'll. that's it's why I'm interested to see, like how the switch actually 
gets utilized by most people yeah. because like yeah the, the handhelds by and large were like great when you were doing like road trips with your family or something like that or yeah. or or driving around town or something where you could just yeah play something smaller play some they're not right there. they're not inherently great for like longer form games no. where you are going to just like that that is very much more like something that most people are going to be much more content to sit down and play yeah. on a console for um, yeah. where like Pokemon is really the only kind of exception to that rule um, and even that it's like people are doing like battles or it's like Pokemon is still a like game in small doses um, and because yeah. it is like a very simple storyline or anything like that it's you don't need to know too much of like what was happening when you played this a week ago or something like that it is exactly. like you can just kind of hop in and grind out a few levels and try and like level up a couple po pokemon and then go about your day so um so yeah like portables um like i i know for me my psp was very much like my final fantasy system like that was where i played it was your rock Four and the decidia games and like a whole bunch of the older final fantasies mm -hmm. like in their kind of, in some of their ports and stuff like those are the games i had for the psp yeah um, i didn't play you know the patapons or um Patapon or, or peace walker or anything like that because i wasn't into those kinds of games it was those were those were the psp I'd, experiences i was looking for i tried playing peace walker i you, the thing is i want to get i wanted to get a metal gear so bad i want to it's a weird fucking it's so weird and it, like it bizarre is. That I want to get into, but I just can't. You touched I on played... it when you were when you were talking about Sly. Like I remember um, playing Metal Gear Two, Metal Gear Solid mm -hmm. Two, the um, on on the PS Two would have been mm -hmm. right. Um, uh, mm -hmm. Playing like the first the the tanker level of that game, and just being like, oh, this is not this is not what I'm looking for and fun. Like I'm not a stealth game kind of person. Yeah. I like I want to just go through and like shoot all these people and kill all these people and and do that. And the game doesn't reward that um so it's like it was not it was never a good fit for me um so that's that's my history with metal gear and then i like fell in love with uh, uh with five last year um uh, or oh, that, couple, five, year Man's so good 2015 yeah yeah because uh um uh the it I, a i'm at a place in my life where i'm more patient and can do mm -hmm. like can do stealth just fine yeah um but it also like if i if i if I fell out of a stealth mode or something like that, it yeah. gave me either the like you've got like a couple seconds to like put this guy down and yeah. and uh, and you'll stay in stealth, um, or um, like you can just go into lethal mode in the same way that like I could do the same thing with like a dishonored game. It's like I can yep. I can yes I can play through it stealthy, but like there's a reward if I don't either. Um, yeah. Or and and the game's not over if I fall out of stealth mode. Uh, exactly. So yeah, that's 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 my take on on metal gear and like so that's why until five it, like the series was never clicking with me and yeah. i imagine if i tried to go back i i imagine i would be fine with the stealth going back but the but those games the, are so clunky man. the oldness of those games would be the, oh, would be it's the, like the real tough spot yeah playing like resident evil one and two like yeah. oh man it's gotta be rough mm. but no jumping to the current generation that we're in um this is the one i'm probably not gonna talk the most about because it's it's the one that everyone is inundated with, mm -hmm. but um, it's the first console I ever bought. Um, I don't know what to say about the PlayStation Four because it's I prefer it of the Xbox One. My brother has an Xbox One. I don't like it that much. I like the PS Four better. It's got better 
better UI. It's easier to do. I have my Spotify on it, which is awesome. I like my friends are there. It's all that jazz that I like. But I don't know. Like so I, I don't know why I chose a PS3, PS4 over the Xbox. I just did. It was just something about how the console looked. I'm like, that's a sexy looking console. Mm-hmm. It's rectangular. I mean, for me, it was the, like that's where I. Like, I have them both, um, yeah. but the PS4 was the one I got first because it was like, that's... I, I've already got the history because of the PS3. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where, you know, my... Like, I ha- because I didn't have a 360, that's I didn't have a gamer yeah. score. Um, uh, so that was, like, a small facet of it, but more so, like, that's where they have the games that I'm looking for because I yeah. don't have a connection to Halo or Gears or anything like that. It was like, I, I can appreciate those, and... Uh, and ultimately, I bought um, the Xbox as a system so I could play those games and, and yeah. you know, kind of fill in those gaps in my... Especially when they said, like, okay, here's the Halo Master Chief Collection, and we're going to give you Gears Remastered, and if you buy it, you're going to get all the other Gears games, too, through backwards compatibility. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I bought the Xbox One specifically so I could play Sunset Overdrive because that game looked really cool. Um, oh, my God, Sunset Overdrive is so fun. Yeah, it's, it's my favorite of the, the Xbox um uh, it's my favorite Xbox three six Xbox One I'm yeah. Xbox three sixty yeah. Xbox One game yeah same um, so that's the but yeah it was, and so it's like the games I'm really interested in are going to come to everything um, so I'll just play them on PlayStation Four because I've already got a history with that, that system yeah so and like I am more like and the thing like I think you just talking about that I think that's kind of why I made the jump to. Um, PlayStation 4 because I had a PS2 and I'm like oh I already know Ratchet and Clank and I already know these IPs granted they're old now and like we haven't had a new Sly game in how long and we haven't had a new new Ratchet and Clank game not not the, the last year's one is good but it's a reboot it didn't, you know what I mean? didn't make your top 10 list because you forgot about it <laughs> no <laughs> okay so funny story about that I'm going to take a little tangent on this so my phone literally died the day before me and Alex were supposed to record that. And on my phone, I didn't have iCloud set up for um, my notes. And Ratchet & Clank was was my number six spot on that. And when I when my phone died, I'm like, oh, wait, I have to record with Alex tomorrow. Oh, no, I got to restart my list. So, like, that, like I was telling, telling him on that, like, my list is, like, it's half-baked. It wasn't my original list. And, like, and then I, I messaged him literally, whatchamacallit, like after we recorded, I'm like, "Oh no, I remember what my num- what replaced Overwatch. It was Ratchet and Clank." And I'm all like, <laughs> "I'm all like, I had a bullshit. I had a, I had a BS about Overwatch for like, like, like maybe ten minutes." And I'm all like, "I could have just talked about Ratchet and Clank." I'm all like, "Yeah, way to go. That's that's what you get for having an iPhone. I blame that. Suck it." <laughs> it was it was literally like one of those moments where I'm all like, like, why? What, wait, what? Oh no! And also, when when we were done doing that, Alex ended us recording saying the Mako's the worst. That just ended on that. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> it was literally like I wanted to like slap him <laughs> through a computer before. I mean, he's he's not like, wrong though. And now I'm just gonna end this episode. <laughs> no, no. Topic two. No. No. <laughs> no, but no. Um, jumping back to the the PlayStation Four. I, I think you talking about it, like, I jumped to it because, like, un- I love Indiana Jones. I love Indiana Jones more than I love Star Wars, except for the fourth Indiana Jones movie because it's just hog wild and trash. And, like, 
I was all like, oh yeah, there's the Uncharted games. And like, I was I always heard great things about those because of Beyond and like my friends would play them or whatever. Then I picked up the Uncharted collection. I'm like, oh my god, these games like, how, there's stories like this in video games. And I'm like, wow. And it was just like, it was really cool because yeah, the Halo games are good or whatever. But like, the stories of whatever. You're a space marine fighting, shooting space aliens. It's not like about this actual guy, you know? Like, Nathan Drake's this guy, you know? Like, he's got a voice, there's mocap, there's all this jazz. Then, like, when I played Uncharted 4, like, it was possibly my favorite game on the PlayStation 4 because of what it meant to me, personally. Which you can, I mean, I, I can, like, I kind of want to talk about Uncharted 4, but I kind of don't. I will I will but, link your top 10 uh, with Alex in the uh, in the description wait. below. Uh, people because, want to go hear you gush about Uncharted 4. But, I mean, we can like we can because, talk a little bit about it. Because that is the most personal connection I've ever had in a video game ever. And, like, I'm just putting that out there. And that's all I'm going to say is because of what it had to me and, like, what like what the relationships between Sam and Drake had. And it was, like, what it like it felt like for me and my brother. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was the, it was just it was just the weirdest, like, like whoa, this is, like, kind of reflecting my life. And I don't I kind of don't like that. But I'm, like, I'm kind of, like, interested in that. Like, no, the, the PS4 generation is the like the generation that i'm most interested in and currently because it's the one we're in not only just because of that but it's the one where i'm actually spending my own money in and i'm doing like i'm interested like i'm finding more like smaller games like stardew valley or like fez even though that's kind of an old game um but like games like those and like indies and i'm getting more into that like the smaller game culture and like it's just getting more interesting for me and i'm not like paying big attention to like triple a games like mass effect or resident evil i'm paying more games to game games like 2064 really and other stuff like that's that what i've been sitting through uh, i really enjoyed that this week it's a really it's you know a really and like point and click adventure kind of game yeah and like that's the stuff that i'm more interested in is because it's just it's simpler and it's it's got more sentimental stories and stuff yeah that's i mean i like i love triple a big like splashy games but i think indies um, for the last five plus years, have been doing some of the most interesting storytelling in games, um, and yep. and just making the most interesting choices in games that end up the more heart, the most heartfelt. Yeah, I mean it's 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 yeah it's they're they're doing smaller stuff, but they're doing it is much more intimate um, product mm-hmm. that they're putting out, um, and you can you like, can feel it in something like a Stardew Valley where it's like this was all made by one guy. This is one guy's yeah. pure vision. Undertale, same kind of thing. Axiom yeah. Verge, like all of those being like, one guy made this. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <coughs> and like, that's how I am with like, like for me, Gone Home was that stepping stone. It was all like, oh wait, I played Gone Home on a PC. It was when I got this rig. It was like one of the first things that I actually played was Gone Home. Like I've heard so many great things about this. I don't know what it is. Then I play it. I'm like, oh my god. This this is it's just such a good like it's just a good story and like it ends and you're all like it's over like you don't you don't there's no resolution there's none of that and it just ends it's just like a movie and you're all like what what did I just play and you're all like and you you're you're kind of confused then you you get more interested in it and you read about it and you go back and play it and you find all these little nooks and stuff that you didn't find originally then you're like you get more and more about it then it's just like gives you more details and you're like it gives you a better resolution because it if you it just i don't know it just it just resonated with me yeah. especially with like what i was going through and like what i was feeling and like like 
like getting out of a relationship and all that crap it was just like it was just meant something to me and like looking back on it now it was like it's kind of a dumb way for me to get attracted to a game is because I was getting in a relationship and it's about a relationship or like whatever but it's more than it's, that I mean that's if yeah. that's what resonates with you like don't like let that be what resonates with you like, yeah that's but like that's your way into the game awesome yeah but um no and that's like that was the big jump for me to get into the smaller games that i am now like i kind of i want to get i want to play owlboy on my rig and i want to play games like starbound and terraria and other games like that are just smaller and made up by other people yep. you know but no i think that concludes or caps out my gaming history Trevor. Starby. all right just shy of two hours, so you know, oh my pretty much on par with everybody else. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ! And we, I mean, if we, we go at this, we, if we go at this rate, we'd, we'd be going oh, for eight no, hours. No, the, the, the gaming history is always the longest topic. Um, yeah, really? Because I mean, we wow. we just touched on like thirty games, and the next topic we're going to touch on one, so that's not going to be nearly as much. But I can I can talk about that yeah, for a long. I'm not gonna time. let you talk about it for two hours. So that's like we. Will, yeah. We'll, oh my god. That, I can talk about it for like thirty minutes. Yeah. Max. Exactly. Exactly. And that's and that's what like the show normally is is like it's yeah. a big first topic and then we dive into a, a smaller, more focused topic two, three, four um, kind of thing. So yeah. Um, yeah. No. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a good good gaming history. Um, I think you got some some questionable choices in there with like Pokemon Emerald, but whatever. Um, the best Pokemon yeah, game. Okay, yeah, you're like known to I mean, me. You're wrong, and the Mako does suck. Topic two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's touch on uh, your favorite video game. We touched on it a little bit in topic one. Uh, Double Dash, Mario Kart Double Dash. Hit me. Okay, so this is the best Mario Kart game known to man. As well as, it's it's my favorite video game because of what it did to me. It was where, where I, did it? We touch talked you a lot in my. <laughs> I'll have a doll out for you, but um, <laughs> but um, no, it was it it was this is the game that's like we in my gaming history we talked about like me and my brother playing games. This is the game that basically cemented in that relationship that I have with my brother over video games. It was. Because in Double Dash, what can happen is there's going to be two two players, two avatars on a on a on a cart at once. And what happened was, me and my brother, we would just race against each other. Like, oh wait, what if we teamed up? What if we were just this unstoppable duo? Then we just started doing that. He would he would be the driver, and then I he would be like, it's just how we like how me and him used to play Halo. It was I mean went to play halo it was he would drive and if he would see someone that i have like a red shell or a a, blue, a green shell he would just tell me where to where, where to throw and it would just be like this it would just be like it was literally just like this it was like he would tell me when to use an item tell me when not to use an item tell me if i needed to dump an item real quick or if like we needed to swap it was it was stuff like so that. basically he it didn't really, really need you you were just along for the ride that as well but no this is that's the thing that's this is where i'm i'm not more along for the ride is because in double dash you can't control the ai that's why it was cool because when he would like when he would tell me when to use an item the ai would use the item at random you know like it was basically allowing for us to control what's actually like more happening with what's actually happening in our cart and like toy around with variations and do stuff like that and like that's what personally that's what makes it awesome um, it's basically two-player yeah, like 
I think you're a little foggy remembering because like I played it. I only ever played it single player, and I could control. I could drive, you know, and shoot what I needed to shoot at the same time. So, like, well, because you, it wasn't. It wasn't I an AI thing so much. I don't think you're remembering this game properly. I, I mean, like, I, I, like, I didn't put many, many hours into Mark, but I played it, oh my God, I and so I played it. You know, and I, I like, I went through and got like went through each cup. And I remember playing it just single player, yeah. and and yeah, like I like I would play, you know, Mario and have Luigi on the on the back or whatever, and just yeah, have Luigi shoot out the thing. But it was it still played just like previous Mario Kart. Mario had. Kart, yeah. So I like it was it was me driving and also just shooting the things, shooting out the things. But it was it was the for me it was like as a kid you're like oh yeah my bigger brother who I, this guy I look up to he's basically in control of this and he's just telling mm-hmm. me what to do, and it was like. It was just a key moment. It was like, oh wait, we have this relationship. Like me and my bro- me and me and my brother don't fight. We get along really well. Like we're best of friends. Like, and like it was just that moment where we're like, oh wait, we can just play a game where it's basically just us getting along and like not yelling at each other or like not fighting. And like this game helped cement that relationship. I can't understand that. I'm not. You're, like, you're doing it all. You're it literally just Mario Kart all wrong. Mario Kart is all about you're supposed to play against one another, and you guys, no, you guys can team up. That's you what guys this game can team was up about, against everybody man. else. It was and about be one and two. Be one and two, but like one of you has to be the better one, and that's so. No, you just you're playing Mario Kart all wrong. No, this is I, the thing. I get that it's giving you you know familial ties, and but no, like my favorite memories of Mario Kart were always when I was crushing my sister or my father. <laughs> Oh, granted, I'm doing that now, but like, and also Zyger, I know you're listening to this. I will crush me and my brother will crush you at Mario Kart Double Dash. We will crush you. You have heard. He has messages <laughs> in his inbox that are like, "Hey, at PSX, let's play Mario Kart Double Dash because I will crush you. We will crush." Like it's stuff like that. It was. It's basically just playground mm-hmm. banter that we would like throw to our friends that they're like, "You have a GameCube? Weird. Get a 360." You're like, "The GameCube's awesome." Like you know. Or like they would say, get a Wii or whatever. But like, it was, it was just fun, man. Like, and it's like I, it's fun and nostalgia. That's oh, yeah. really no, what. It absolutely, is. And, and, like, I, and I'm I'm totally just joking. Uh, but it's like that. Those oh my God, those are my memories with Mario Kart. Is uh, is playing against my sister and getting really pissed yeah. when like she would get a blue shell or something because I'd be crushing her the entire yeah. time and then like through through just nintendo's complete like weighted like we're gonna give it to the people who are losing we're gonna give them a second chance yeah um uh like she would you know crush me at the last minute or something and slide by and i was like you that's such cheap bullcrap boo um uh so yeah that's it, it's those kinds of moments um that that are yeah. like those are my mario kart moments in any iteration of the game um and yeah it's just so i i never played mario kart as like a co-op kind of game like that was the thing that we soon realized is that like there there's mario kart games after that were like oh wait you can't like there's no like you have to play by like you have to drive by yourself and shoot the items by yourself and like that's no fun then we would play it for a couple minutes like eh, then just go back to double dash because it's just basically we're having fun we're having co-op and like this is why i like games like castle crashers or like or like mario party so much it's because it's or the two-on-two Mario Party mini games, or whatever you want to say about them, like it's just fun and it's just having co-op experiences that you weren't really expecting to have because 
you look at the cover and I'm like, oh, double dash, you'll just be like one guy in a cart and like it'll just do whatever. But then you find out the option that you can do both. Like, so, so you hadn't thing. played uh, Mario Kart 64 or definitely not on the Super Nintendo. No. Uh, since you didn't have one. No. So this was your first Mario Kart game. This is, that was my first Mario Kart game until the one on the Wii. I kind of played the one on the DS and like, eh. But then again, the Wii one was like, you gotta, you gotta go like that. Yeah, I mean that was you. That's like, not fun. Yeah, it, unless you had like one of the other controllers. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But but no, like, and like, I don't know why, but it's just it stands out the most to me, and it's. I mean, it's it's, it's those memories pred- with your brother, I imagine, or. Yeah, and that's basically it, and like that's like that's why I we talked so much about Battlefront two, and like that's like basically my favorite game is any couch co-op game that i played in my childhood mario kart double dash is basically just the the most one that i remember the most the biggest one that i remember i know i said most mm. most twice but don't give me i'm I'm a, I'm a good writer you can, um, you can you can use a thesaurus um, when you're writing when you're just speaking off the cuff yeah whatever. it's called there's the red line that goes underneath and you can just control z or command z whatever you're using pc or mac but um no and like that's just how it is it's just i don't and it's just all those memories attached to it and like i'm sure your favorite game is probably like some final yeah, fantasy it game is. six is six. it six or seven yeah i mean it's it was also in the very first episode of this i that was that was me and my favorite yeah. games i've also said it many a time um but yeah no the, uh, like yeah. i it, which for me was a very solitary experience so it wasn't it it yeah. wasn't like memories like i have i have fun memories especially of like n64 era and before that of like playing mm-hmm. with friends like final fantasy 7 some of my favorite memories are playing with my best friend growing up um, at his house um, yeah. before i ever had a playstation um but they like the the game itself like i think of six as a better game um, but i have i have yeah. like stronger relationship relationship tied memories to to that or two or six to yeah. seven from playing with my friend or to um yeah i mean to those like days where we would just all go um go across the street after after school uh to my friend luke's house and play goldeneye or mm-hmm. um or mario yeah. kart 64 or uh smash brothers and stuff like that um like where, where we would play like six of us would sit down and play and then like we would rotate yeah. in the the two people who weren't playing, like they would get next, basically against whoever won the, yeah. the top match. So I can totally uh, relate to and appreciate the the memories being outside of the game itself. Um, in terms of the game yeah. itself, um, what are some of the like? Because I'm like, I mean, I'm like, I think of like a desert. I want to say a desert level. Yeah, dry, dry uh, desert. Uh, when I when I think of that, that's a fun when one. I think of that game, and that's like the only. I mean, apart from like a a Rainbow Road, yeah, of course. Okay. Um, Rainbow Road, um, Wario uh, Coliseum. Coliseum. Okay. Yeah, that's what. Then it turned into Waluigi Coliseum, which is just a not good map at all. Wario Coliseum is awesome. It's got loop de loops. It's got chain chomps. It's got like spiral down. It's like it's totally whack, bro. It's totally I'm whack. To think, like I feel I like can't there's I... probably also a, like a Wario Stadium on uh, on the N sixty four. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. It's it. So what are the like? What are some of the standout courses for you in that in that game? Um, Daisy Cruise. Oh, okay. Yep. 
if you know what that is. Like, as you Um, touch on them, like, I will get memories of them. It's just because I've played, um, every, yeah, I've played, uh, yeah, I played Mario Kart 8. Um, I've played every Mario Kart except, like, the 3DS one or whatever, DS one maybe. Um, like, the maps kind of all blur together for me. Um, and I, like, I, I never played them so intimately that I knew, like, the levels by name or anything like that. I, but I can, I can think about them as you mentioned them, so... So yeah, like Daisy Cruise, yeah. I remember that one going down into the cruise ship. So I googled it so to get okay. the official track list because I know I'm gonna butcher some of these. Starting with the Mushroom Cup, you have yep. Luigi Circuit, Peach Beach, Baby Park, and Baby Dry Park. Dry Desert. Oh yeah, and oh, you yeah, Bells. Like Baby Baby Park being the the really short one that you had to do God. like eight eight laps on. Baby Park sucks, bro. I what? How do you hate, hate Baby, Baby Park? Park? They're like, oh, Baby Park's back. Why is it's it trash? trash? It's got it's. A, it's literally anyone can do it. A baby can do but, it and like do it in their sleep. It's no. It takes, it takes no skill absolute to do. Skill when you start like peppering that place with like green shells or banana peels or whatever. Like you, you it, literally all you have yeah. to do is drift. You can yeah. literally drift yeah. the whole map. That's what I do. But like, that's for seven that's, laps. That's how it's not you, fun. Like then you're not using it. You're not playing uh, aggressively enough because you can like or defensively enough because um, uh, anybody can take out a drift with like a red shell or something. You'll be screwed. Excuse me, sir. Who played more Mar- hours? Well, sure but I'm st- like, I'm still saying like yeah. that's that's what makes that a a a not shitty map is is that like yeah yes it's simple but you can also make it really complex if you're playing with multiple people oh, and, and just pepper it with like items and and if you put it on 99 laps, oh man, you're in for a show. So going on to the flower cup, you have mushroom bridge, which is one of the that is one of the best maps. Mushroom in Bridge. Uh, which it's one got, is that? Is that the oh one where God. you're hopping off, hopping it's, from mushroom to mushroom at some at certain points? No, okay. no, I don't remember. All I know is that there's a bridge and you, there's a shortcut where you can take the sides of oh, the yeah, bridge okay. and go over. There's a shortcut immediately. Oh, so it's like, the one. The it's it's the, the one that ha- in that game right. that has like other cars that are on the road that can like hit you and, and yeah, like, yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I know there was the N64 one where yeah. it was like Toad's Track or whatever it was, or Toad mm. Toad Highway, but um, no, that map did really well, and all the shortcuts in it. Also, this is one of the few Mario, Mario Kart games that actually has a lot of shortcuts mm-hmm. in a lot of the tracks, which I really liked because if you knew what you're doing, man, top of it. Then you got Mario Circuit, Daisy Cruise, Daisy Cruiser, whatever you want to call it. Then you have Waluigi Stadium, which I know you mentioned, but I totally okay. forgot that it was in this game. Because it's a weird map. It's a really weird map. There's like fireballs yeah, is that like the and stuff. Thunderdome one kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, it's a Thunderdome one. Then going on to the the Star Cup, which is possibly the best one. Whew, man, you got Sherbert Land. Ooh, man! Like, talk about memorable music, man. That that soundtrack to that track alone. Ooh, man, it gets me going. That map is hard, man. Especially on the GameCube. The one on the Wii U, not as hard. Because there's a lot of like underground stuff. And, the, and this one, it was all like, oh, watch out. There's a ton of ice things that can freeze you and do all this crap to you that you mm-hmm. don't really want to do. But then you got Mushroom City. You got Yoshi Circuit. Now, boy. Well, Trevor, if you know if you know about Yoshi Circuit and you know about the shortcuts, oh, man. You can cut I mean, that's that That's the one like that's that. basically like shaped like a Yoshi, yeah? Yeah, okay. Yoshi, uh, yeah. I don't remember where yeah. the shortcuts are in there. I'm sure they're 
they're bound to, they're plentiful there was this one spot where you had to get two mushrooms like it was either you gotta get the, the three mushroom and the golden mushroom you literally just go off the cliff and just hit it and like keep boosting in the air to keep like your you're basically yeah. just trying to hang glide before that was a thing <laughs> and land on this thing and just like hit a warp pipe and then it's taking for like it was it was a really cheap way to do it if you knew how to do it and you had the right thing to do then you got maybe the second best map D- okay, dk yeah. mountain this was the introduction this to one okay oh man this is like the coolest possibly the coolest mario kart map ever you got the canyon thing that launches you to the yeah. top and you're racing down dude that's crazy that's absolutely crazy like granted it was it's kind of like a weird gimmick in a, in a mario kart game because it's like oh yeah you can just do that and if you boost in the air it doesn't really do anything it's yep. a waste of items don't do it don't ever do that because it is a waste of your items and you won't understand what you're doing you don't know what you're doing no that map i think that map's probably my, my brother's favorite i think he always loved playing that map i think i don't know yeah, that is his favorite map but because it was just so in- interesting and, dy- and unique because it's it's literally you start from like the little like the desert area where you start then you go up to the rocks and you go to the mountain it's it's a volcano and you're running down the volcano like running down the mountain as the lava is going down then you go into the forest and you come back and it's it's a really cool design it's really unique mm-hmm. for a mario kart stage then in the special cup you have my favorite wario coliseum which is this is the only map that my brother would actually let me drive because i would just do it so flawlessly i don't know why i was so good at this one because it's so sporadic and there's a lot of like sharp turns and stuff but i just knew it and i just and it was it was a lot of like it was a lot of hairpin turns which sucks mm-hmm. in a in a cart racer but if yeah man oh man that one's fun then there's all the fire stuff then you got dino dino jungle okay do you know do you know uh, about dino, I mean, dino jungle it's vaguely it's it's a blur again Okay, so this one is possibly the weirdest Mario Kart map ever because there's dinosaurs literally walking around and stomping you. Yeah. I'm going to take just like a, a very loud sigh for that one. Okay. Because it's, it's, it's a okay. dumb map, dude. <laughs> like, it's so a really Mario Kart Double Dash, not perfect. It has flaws. <laughs> No, no, it <laughs> is the best. It can game. be the best, best Mario but Kart it can game. also have flaws. Yes. And given given the side that you have, you have that, it sounds like that one that oh, one has it's, a flaw. It's that map alone. That, that like. <laughs> then you have Bowser's Castle, which is possibly one of the most. I don't call it interesting, but like, like just like thought provoking levels. Because you're all like, why? Why does? Why are you racing through Bowser's castle? That doesn't make any sense. Like, Bowser's a bad guy. <laughs> like, what would you? What would drive yourself to drive through this like this maniac kidnapper okay, psycho? I, like his I mean, his you're, lair. You're, what would, you're like, also what would like you he's think also of one of your racing that? buddies in this whole thing. So, and, and, and his, like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Mar- Bowser's castle is not was not a new kind of uh, conceit for one of their maps. I'm pretty sure that's been in there since the Super Nintendo. No, it's been in there for a while. Was, I think it was, it was in always, the N64. You always had you always had the thwomps coming down and messing up your day. God, 
I, I don't think there's thwomps in this map on this one. It was just it was the giant fireball mm-hmm. where he would move left well, and right. I imagine, and shoot I the imagine giant there's fireball. still some, something like, that'll come and crush the ramp. on that map. Oh yeah, it might it's, not have been like a thwomp in particular. But it, I, like I feel like there's something in there that no. will, that'll mess up your day. Then you have the best Rainbow Road. Rainbow yep. Road. Okay. Do you, I, are, are I, you I don't. At me, I don't know what makes this one the best, but I also can't argue against it because I don't remember any of any of the Rainbow it's... Roads. And I was even just watching like like Game Gamespot posted a uh, uh, like a video that was like Rainbow Road through the years, um, and it was so it was like going it was it's going through every like it did the Super Nintendo and then the N sixty four and then the GameCube and then the yeah. GBA or whatever, and it went through like each Rainbow Road. And I was like, yeah, I don't remember Blake. Like I remember all of them sucking, but I don't remember like why or which ones. This one was fun because it's the first one that I met, remember the realized that mm-hmm. wait you can just cut the course, <laughs> and you can do that and, and like if if you're just smart with it you can just like beat the game. It was one of the, it was I think it's one of the first Mario Kart games where Rainbow Road wasn't a solitary track. It was a three it was three laps. Because in, in N64, as you know, it is just point A to point B. In this one, it's three laps. It's just like going around. And it's also I mean, a Super really Nintendo long was, map. Was a, as it was a lap structure. So N64, if if that's... And I really? don't remember in the N64 okay. one, but um, in, in those, it's... It, it is, is like... It's, a, that, it's point that A to point B. been like the, 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 out, the outcast Return kind form. of... Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, because I, I know that because I didn't play but the N64 one. You played it on one, like the Wii remake or whatever. Bingo, <laughs> bingo, which is um Mario Kart Eight is actually one is possibly the second best Mario Kart game, but um no this like this track list it's like it's it looks simple but it's awesome and also it's got one of, like you don't really see if you I know you can't see the page that I'm looking at but it's like with it's got something next to each of the like the so like it says Wario Coliseum right then it's got Wario on the right then it's got like a little like maybe like stadium lights on behind the the lettering and like that's really cool like that's something you don't see all you see is just the lettering nowadays it's just it's none of that like pizzazz it was like oh yeah this is wario stage instead it just says waluigi stadium you know it just says it rather than popping out and like oh he owns this Uh, sure i I guess like I, i feel like again that's that's something that i it just seems like a mainstay of the series for me um going all the way back to like the super nintendo and the n64 where like I feel like pretty much any time you had like a named a named person's stage, uh, it was like oh, okay like that's that like it's not like they're going to be better on that map for you or anything. It's just like that's the brand of this this yeah. level um, was was kind of getting that kind of. But it might have been like that might have been the first time they really started doing that. I don't know. It's again Mario Kart at this point is a big old blur. Um, I I always had. I always had more it's fun. A wonderful blur in like the battle it's like a mode, drug. Um, with those with a lot of those games. Battle mode on, yeah. Battle mode on. Uh, now we on get Double to, Dash was a good one. The, now we get the battle mode, and there are six maps. No, Trevor. of course Can you not. Name any of these maps? Okay, you have Cookie Land, Pipe Plaza, GameCube, um, Tilt-A-Cart, Luigi. Oh, Luigi's Mansion. Oh, Luigi's Mansion, and Block City. Oh man. Okay, everyone but Cookie City and Tilt-A-Cart are flawless. Pipe Plaza is one of the coolest battle mode stages ever because it's literally a brick wall, right? Then there's 
two um, warp pipes on the bottom, two on the top. One takes you to the top, one takes you to the bottom, etc., etc., for each warp pipe. And that is the most chaotic map I have ever had in my life. It's also a very small map. It's like, I don't know, probably, I don't know how video game boundaries work, because I would say like maybe 200 feet by 200 feet. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's just, it's just square. Like, it's. Like there's just shit everywhere, dude. There's like shells running wild. Then like it's, it's the like it's about the baby circuit throw but in shell. battle mode. Got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, and, like you would throw a red shell, but like it would it would go for someone, then see someone closer, then redirect, and like it would keep doing that. It would like it would be it was just that chaotic because everyone's mm-hmm. going everywhere, and like that's the crazy thing about it. Then you have the Nintendo GameCube, which is possibly it's the very meta. One it's a very meta level. You're playing. Yeah, you're playing on top of a GameCube. Like, who was thinking about the level design with, I mean, with that's, that level? Like, that's alone? a very Nintendo because thing you... to do. Like, we've oh, we've got this fun True. little GameCube design <sighs> thing. So yeah, let's go ahead and make a level where you're playing on the GameCube. It's funny because you're playing yeah. a GameCube game on the GameCube. Ah, ha, ha. GameCube. <laughs> that's so funny. Thanks, thanks, me and I miss Nintendo like that. Yeah, but um, I will say the funniest thing about the the GameCube. This is a total tangent. Yeah, is it's got it's got a handle on it. Until, until they mentioned it, like, they made a big point of it ago. in the Switch presentation last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's... Like, I was like, oh wait, they tried. They really have tried making consoles movable like, for some time. You don't need a you don't need a a handle on that console to make it move movable. <laughs> It was a it was a small no that thing's so, that thing's so light thing anyways enough. yeah it's like this big like <clears throat> okay then you have Block City which I think people know from Blockfort the inferior map because Block City far superior because it's just way cooler it's got dice blocks in it uh, who couldn't love that then you have Luigi's Mansion which is basically just Luigi's Mansion but way scarier because there's booze um. Yeah, and that's about it about the courses in Double Dash. Do you have any other? Who are your favorite characters? Who who would you and your brother run as? We would run as the Koopa Brothers. I remember it. Yep. I even remember that he would be red and I would be green. They're are they they the unlockables or something? What would happen? Okay. No, they they're base game. Um, the thing with um the characters in that game is each one would have a special item. So like the baby ones would have the chain chomps, like. And like and stuff like that, and so like the reason we did is like oh, if we're smart with three green shells or smart with three red shells, that's we can basically just move up three three spots. Like that's how we thought about it. Is like if if you're able like it's I'm gonna use a, like a baseball metaphor. Like if you're able to hit and get on base and you're able to score from that, then go for it. But if you're not, then it's not profitable for your team to score like that. And so that's just how we thought about it. It was very like it was very much a sports mentality of. Who can we knock out? Who can we progress? Who can mm-hmm. we do this? Yada, yada, yada. You know what I mean? And it was just a very, like, as, like, I don't know, maybe, like, an eight-year-old kid, you're all, like, like, sure, that sounds fun. Then you, like, you think about it, and I'm, like, wow, that's a legit strategy that, like, that is actually really yeah. smart. I mean, I can I can sports. certainly understand the red shell one. Green shells, given how yeah. much more precision they require, I was, like, that seems like I would not. Because unle- if, you're, if you're close enough where you can aim effectively and, and knock out that green shell, you can probably get them with anything else, too. Yeah. Um, and, and given that, like, green shells, you, you're going to be able to 
get them naturally anyway in the game because they are kind of like them and the uh, the banana peels are going to be your like that's going to be your most common item anyway. Um, seems like the green shells actually were a method of getting rid of the bananas, or if like if you saw someone going around a corner, you can yeah. just bank it at the right angle and it yeah. hit them. That's how we would do it. It was it was it was mm-hmm. a ballsy game to play with the green yeah. shells, it's how it's played. But if done right, who knows? You could be moving forward. You can move, be moving backwards. It's just, they're such an unpredictable okay. item. Coop Brothers, um, what of those tracks is your favorite track? Sherbert Land, okay. probably Sherbert Land. And like jumping in and God, getting all so frozen weird. and having to be fished out of the water. Oh my God, it's that thing. Like it's not even funny how brutal it, that map is. Brutal, man. The Wii, like the Wii U remake on it, it's so easy now. It's so easy. The, the original version's rough. There's none of the shortcuts. There's Remember none of that. Could, uh, was hop? Yeah, hopping was still a thing, right? In that in Double Dash. Like you could you could like what do you mean, uh, R two or L two or something to like hop over, like if you timed it just right you could hop over like a shell that was coming at you. <laughs> I mean, it, like you had to be like spot on, but I um uh, or or banana peels. I have okay. never known about that. I feel like that's until a thing now. That's, that's been in there since. Wow, I you can do so. that. That's kind of cheap. Um, again, though. like you have to. You have, it's it's like frame specific. So if you if you miss it, like you're gonna you're still gonna spin yeah. or something, but. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure hopping is. Trust me, has been around since like the. I have since maybe since that era. It might have been since N64. I could also be wrong though. It probably it was the it was probably the dawn mm-hmm. of like the 3D Mario Kart games, to, 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 because it's the only way to actually if you think about it technologically, it's the only way to actually skip frames because you can't do that on the SNES version, but you can do that in 3D Mario versions because I mean 3D Mario Kart versions because you're able to see more angles and stuff and you can actually avoid you know it's it's personally it just makes sense if it i think it might have started on the gamecube but yeah. it might have started on the um, 64 okay and then last uh lastly what <clears throat> uh, outside of the shells um what what are some of your favorite weapons in that is that because we don't have Ooh. that's we don't have bullet bill yet right that's not a thing yet in that one uh that's no that, that's that's i that's got to be when the blue shell um, started was that generation was double dash that was the introduction of the blue yes shell. i'm pretty sure let me go to my history and go to the wiki about it because i do not know a lot of the items off the top of my head except for the basics the ones because like i like so lightning items. bolt was always where it was at for me oh fake okay. item box that's oh fake item box to, i mean it's yeah those Ooh. i mean that's that's a standard from from way back if um, <laughs> But man, if you were good with those, yeah, you just drop that right in with the line of other other things, and you drop it, and then you immediately pick up the next one. Then, and the best part about those is like if someone hits that, then if they had like a mushroom or something, it would drop right where that item was, and if you were smart, you could get that item and boom. Mm -hmm. It was it was a ballsy game to play, but if done properly. No, it's, oh, it's sub, subterfuge. Absolutely a good strategy. Um, yeah, I was I was always like, oh my god, was, go, going back to it was again, hard the Super Nintendo do. one. Like, you had to basically be in like last place to get it ever in your uh, in your inventory. But like the lightning bolt, where everybody else, I mean, like it was really? it was an extremely rare pull if you weren't in last. Um, 
uh, or, or 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 near the end. Because I got it all the time yeah. in like fourth um, and like it's it's, and it, it's so it it has changed over kind of over the games. But that was always one of my favorites was like getting to shrink everybody and then being big and like running over people and mm-hmm. crushing them. I would totally try and do that as much as I could. See, I was like I was never I like to be perfectly clear I was never in love with the Thunderbolt because I was like, eh, it's kind of a cheap item. I'm just gonna like exactly. These people That's how great is that? That's awesome. Like I'd rather, but like I want to use something that uses skill, like the fake item block, or like using the chain chop at the right time, even though the chain chops only attach the 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 baby Mario's, the baby Mario and Luigi. But um, no, it's that's why I like the the shell so much is because it's all skill. Like we have that skill. Man. I mean the Ooh, the red shell is a bro. Okay, you know what I mean. No, but like if you like, I mean, lay so if you really want that, then you need you, know you needed the banana peel and to shoot the banana peel. You know that was, was a thing, right? You know that you could you could I either just like drop peel. drop your green shell. Yeah, I, I know I know that's a thing. Shoot but the I, banana peel forward. But the thing, uh-huh. I was never good with a banana, and you can only get the three bananas if you're Diddy Kong or Donkey Kong. So. Like my chance of using bananas, like oh banana whatever, but in double dash you couldn't ha- take use it behind you. It was only a last resort item if someone had a red shell and you just popped it right behind you. And you or you were just praying mm-hmm. to God. And that was, I mean, yeah, that was for. That's what it was. Uh, well, for me, if I recall correctly, it was like if somebody was shooting a red shell at you, you could you could just kind of hold it there, um, uh, and yeah, it would it would yeah it would basically take the hit for you. Um, but now I'm I'm talking even like. Oh, somebody's ahead of me. I want to knock him out, so I gotta sh- I gotta throw this banana peel ahead of me. Yeah. And no, yeah. it's like oh, yeah. it's like throwing a bomb, like the, the bomb, the bomb, yeah. bomb, 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 bomb. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <coughs> but no, I was I was never good with that either. That item either is because it's all like there's like it's it's like if you're playing Call of Duty, you can hold down the frag or whatever, even in like Dishonored or whatever you're playing. Like and that was literally you throw it and pray to God that like someone just hits it and it blows up. Like otherwise, there's that chance yeah. that you're gonna hit yourself. Uh, but like I, like, I, I would argue, I like, like I had the same issues with the uh, the green shell. Like I would shoot out a green shell, it would bounce off a wall and knock me out, and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, but like that's where you gotta be. That, like that's where like the strategy plays. Like you can right. only use I, green I, shells I, on I'm, occasions. I'm, you know, this is what I'm saying because like, you would always give it back to the driver the, as the as the banana peel. It's like. If you if your strategy's good, you can you can make any of them work. Yeah, yeah. That's any solid, any yeah. Uh, final thoughts you want to say on uh, Mario Kart before we move on? Fran Mirabella, this game is the best Mario Kart game. As well as Zyger, you owe I mean, me a duel in Mario Kart. I mean, Fran's not gonna ever watch this, but, but uh, no, I, I know he's not. Unless, I mean, like uh, I. I think he still follows but, um, me on Twitter, so maybe I'll like maybe I'll tag him in this and be like, "Hey, friend, uh, this kid Quentin yeah. wants to call you out on on, uh, on Mario Kart Double Dash." So add this to the I'll list of hate you. videos that you get from Greg Miller fans. <laughs> like, like that has only come up recently because I'm like, "Oh, it's just a stupid joke." Because you know he reviewed the game, he didn't really like it that much. Like, exactly. what? He's, he's the he's one person to his own that, opinion. that thought video that game. The game, like. So. Yeah, yeah. Like, who cares? People think this yeah. game's trash. Like, okay then. Okay. Uh, and care. but yeah, getting getting to play with Zyger that seems more 
uh, appropriate. Yeah, potentially it realistic. Like maybe maybe he'll, he owes me. Maybe uh, he owes uh, me. You guys can coordinate to, to to have somebody bring your GameCube uh, to Kind of Funny Live Three in a few months. He was supposed to bring his game. Well, he was supposed to bring GameCube to PSX. I was supposed to challenge okay. that fucker, beat his ass. I mean, I mean, don't, don't, don't <laughs> rely on Zyger really for, for like anything, really. Love you. No, Zyger. I'm not. I'm not um, ever. But yeah, no. There you go. <laughs> That's why uh, I rely okay. on you, Trevor. Uh, moving on to topic number three, the getting to know you topic. Uh, we kind of like you had just like with the favorite game topic, you had a whole bunch that you wanted to cover. And 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 again here we ha- oh initially God. had a whole like, bunch you wanted to cover, um, and and we've narrowed it down to then we music and hockey. So you have to tell me about your great hockey. musical hockey game that you're, or the, uh, uh, I don't know. T- tell me, tell me uh, <laughs> my great musical hockey game. I can I can play in, um, the NHL. Uh, so yeah, 64 let's, let's dive into. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> no, I can't. I mean, we'll, we'll touch on music first. So yeah, and then we'll we will visit. We'll do music well. first. Okay. Yeah. So, if I, I don't know at all, that's you don't that's know my what music I'm hoping we'll cover like, in this topic, really. <laughs> yeah. The, but um, my musical taste will basically go from anything from like a last from last year, Weezer's White album to like a like a, the Chance the Rapper's album. It'll basically just be super diverse. I love and adore music. It's what the world. It would make it, it to me. It's what makes the world to go round. It's what people tell their stories through that they can't tell through like the news or any of that. Like this is a conversation I have with my grandpa all the time. Like because we talk about music and this is where my love for music comes from is because we talk about music. Like when he's taking me to work or like we're like we're talking, you know, like and like I was also the history of music is just fascinating, dude. Like I was talking to him about ACDC. I don't know if you know this. If you listen to ACDC, you might know this. But if you if you know that before the Back in Black album, it was a different um, singer that who died on the the Let There Be Rock. The I think it was High Voltage and Shake the Foundations. It was those three albums had a completely different different singer. From that point forward, it was a completely different singer who helped change the course of that band, made it more like the mammoth style than it is the big hair band, like and like give them the wacky outfits instead of being you know like just this Australian rock band, you know. And personally, I think that like ACDC is the their best three albums are those first three out early albums. You know what I mean? And like it's. It's stuff like that, like stories that people don't know about, that like makes music more interesting. It's like how Simon and Garfunkel is like, oh, we everyone talks about Paul Simon, but where the fuck's Garfunkel? Like, legitimately, where the hell did no, he go? I mean, it, but you, like, like you run you know? into that with all of the the <laughs> end characters. So you have like Holland Oates. Like, I don't know, I don't know what Oates is up to. Yeah. Crosby, yeah, like, Stills, and Nash. Well, I don't know what. And that's uh, that's the cool you know, thing half is those like guys are up to these days. <laughs> Like, and that's what makes it interesting is because you have, like, music that you love, and you're like, oh, wait, what happened to this other clown that I love? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not clown, but, like, this person that I love. And, like, what happened to their music? What happened? What, like, it makes you want, like, more interested in it. One of my more favorite things, to, one of my favorite bands of all time, the Foo Fighters. Um, they, pe- there was rumors that they were going to split up and all that jazz. Then um, they put out a video, and there was their lead singer, like, going off to sign a contract. It was basically this whole video was basically saying, "Oh yeah, we're like looking like they're gonna split up, but they're not gonna split up." Then at the end of the video, they're all like, "We're not splitting up. 
we're not fucking stupid. We like making money. We like being together as a group. We like being who we are. So we're not going to do it. It was, and it was like, wow, like they just went balls to the wall with this and just like took it and pe- they, no one gave them crap for it because they're just sticking to their guns. And it was really cool. And and stuff like like it's the little stories and music that people don't know about that like the like little industry terms or whatever like I don't call it industry but like the industry like stuff like that that makes it really cool like Straight Outta Compton I watched that the other day oh my like you know I already knew the story behind NWA and Eazy and all that jazz but like it was cool that people were able to see it and go out to the mainstream and actually understand like why why fuck the police is called what it is. Um, and it's it's stuff like that that I like. It's music is just the stories that people. Did you ever want to uh, tell since since they are point of view. largely before your time? Um, have you gone and and uh, and like tracked oh down God. like behind the yeah. music, um, like that old VH1 series or or even like the MTV Unplugged where the um, artists will kind of tell the stories alongside their songs? No, but I well like I. Like my sophomore year in high school, I started getting into rap. I, I I got really big into '90s rap. I was like, oh yeah, Tupac and Biggie, and then like it's like, oh wait, N.W.A. Like who's this? Oh, it's Dre, it's Yella, it's Ren, it's it's Ice Cube. Then it's all like, oh my god, it's basically this. Oh wait, Easy E. Wait, Easy a thug. Like. How how did he make it into the rap scene? And like, oh wait, he put money into it, and like he was basically the driving force behind it. Then you're finding out all these little stories. They're like, like how did these guys get to that? Wow, that's how they got together. They were basically just growing up on the same street and like wanting to make music about how they like wanted to be together and like singing about how their life. There's this there's this really cool thing on Netflix called um, Hip Hop Evolution. You should really check it out if you like the, the history of rap and all that. And like the last episode, which really impacted me it was called the west coast like revolution whatever it's called and it was about like how ice tea basically brought into that that genre of like six o'clock in the morning is a fantastic song if you Possibly. haven't heard it Trevor, probably, you probably I have tell you what it is off the top of my head though it's one of the like six yeah. o'clock in the morning yeah, police at my not. door okay then, then you have colors, and it's like it's just all this cool music. Then you realize, oh yeah, he got these samples from this guy in Philly who basically didn't have anything to do with what Ice T was wanting to say. It was like, that's cool. And like, music, music gets it like the way it gets all together and like comes together is really, really cool. And like that's why I like, I don't know, that's why I like like music so much. And like it's just so interesting, man. And like I like learning about things, which is like this is ultimately what I'm getting to is I like learning about things, but like. Man, it's just like all the little stories that you don't really know about know about that reach like that are basically just on like forum boards and you're like oh you think it's a rumor but it's not then just like this is really cool then like going back to the nwa thing the whole thing why they split up is so dumb it's so dumb like it's just because but then if you think about it their careers afterward are so like interesting you have like ice cube who becomes a prolific rapper um, writer and actor. You have Dre, who basically makes the be- he's one of the best producers in the in- music industry alone. You have MC Ren and Yella, and they're just fantastic, basically DJs. Then you have Eazy-E, who dies of AIDS. The nineties. Yeah. No, it's. <laughs> but it's it's just it's. I didn't want to like make it sound like that, but it's just like 
it's what happened to them and like who, you can tell who they are based on what that that group did to them and like that's the biggest thing about music is like i don't i don't know how to make music i don't know how to do any of that shit to save my life but i love listening to music i enjoy the fuck out of it but like it's who it's more recently become a part of who i am it's like I've been listening into, like, stuff that I really thought I wouldn't li- be listening to. Like, Weezer's new stuff. Never thought I'd get back into Weezer. Their White Album is I don't fantastic so. no. if you haven't heard it. Have you, Trevor? I've never been. Like... Okay, you should listen I, to Weezer. I, I'm not... Their I, like, White Album's fantastic. Uh, we... Was it... On Alex's episode, Alex, we talked about music as well. Um, and it's... Music is very much a... Like, I never really seek out music for the most part. Um, I listen to, like what i hear on the radio um or or what is what is around um really uh uh, but yeah it's it's just never been like the art form that i that has spoken to me like if i'm ranking like games and uh movies and tv and music and uh and and like live theater it ends up at the bottom of the list every time the 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 exception to that being like really? musicals, I will listen to. I will listen to the shit out of musicals. Um, and yeah, like Hamilton, absolutely. Like um, Hamilton, or even or La La Land now nowadays. Like Which those, I can't. Like, those are the I, the two things that like are sitting on my phone as like the standards that I have basically downloaded onto my phone, so I can listen to it even if I'm not connected anywhere. Um, but the like it it's very rare outside of that that I I like attach to an artist or or something like. There, there are occasional uh, exceptions, mm-hmm. but even those, um, like, are much more like they come and go. Um, so, like, Bare Naked Ladies is one of my one of my favorites. Yes, yeah. um, and and I have like oh, all of their albums. Fantastic. Um, and I mean, to even to what you were saying earlier, it's like yeah, um, uh, it was Ed and um, oh, the other the one of them isn't with the group anymore. Um, he like he they parted ways, and uh, and I don't right. Yeah, um, no, they ab- haven't absolutely. Been, they but haven't like, been together I, for a long time, Trevor. No, I'm. I'm talking you mean you're talking about Easy, the one who died? Um, I'm. I'm like you. You mentioned earlier, like oh, they oh. like they they broke up. They or or when an artist, you yeah. know, like uh, yeah, uh, uh, Garfunkel, you know, when he goes off, what is he off doing? Um, uh, if you look at like Bare Naked yeah. Ladies, they ha- had yeah. um, Ed and the uh, I don't remember the the other um, lead singer's name off the top of my head, but like one of them walked away and and like so his vocals got picked up by somebody else in the group um and it's like i don't know what the other guy's doing these days yeah. i went and saw like that was one of the last concerts i went to a few years ago was they came and bare naked ladies came and played like at a at a you know a local casino or something and i went and saw the show and enjoyed it and um uh and and yeah it was it was a different feel um but it was like i haven't i don't stay invested enough in the 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 kind of the story behind the music um like it, it even going back to like like i would watch mtv and vh1 all the time and i was in like middle school and high school um and that mm-hmm. was so like the 90s and yeah. early 2000s that's very much how like my musical tastes are shaped and defined and there's there's like this great there's kind of like great theory of like the music you think about um, is basically always the music of your youth, uh, and, and like when you were in high school, it's that era. So like that's what oldies are for for you know every generation. So like, well, like if you when you say oldies, I think like, of like even when I was growing 40s. up, the oldies station was like the '60s and '70s. Um, yeah, 
I mean, like, and then, and then, like, really, and, and that's like, because I, I consider that like, there were like the the oldies or like my grandparents' generation, which was like the '30s and '40s. Yeah. Okay. Like, um, but that's but that was like the that big was band jazz stuff, yeah. and 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 like a different like that was jazz and like uh, doo wop and and like that that kind of that kind of stuff. Fifties, forties, oh, and fifties and stuff. The, the, that forties, but yeah, like oldies. When I was growing up, man. was it was the the music my parents listened to. So it was like sixties and seventies. Um, yeah, uh, and that's because that's what you know they had when they were kids and they're and, and growing up and stuff so that's that's the like yeah. that's that's about as as deep into the weeds as i get into music um uh like i i'm fascinated by those stories when i when i see them and i like i love passion for music like yeah especially when i get to see it in a medium that is yeah a, a medium that speaks to me more so like um uh it, i've touched on it when uh, when joey was on and stuff uh la la land uh, Dam- Damien Chazelle, the guy who directed that, also directed yeah. Whiplash, like obviously has a very clear and deep love of jazz music. And um, I don't necessarily have a deep and clear yeah. love of jazz music. I played in jazz band when I was in like middle school and stuff, and and had a good enough time with it. But I don't seek out that kind of music. I Nerd. don't listen to it um, extensively. But like I will listen to him talk yeah. about it or through his medium of film. Um, because of his passion yeah. for it, I will li- like I will see any movie he puts out, um, and, and listen to any kind of diatribe he has on jazz. And that's the thing. That's the thing is music allows people to find this one thing that they cling on, and they cling to it like it's the plague. I don't know why. It's like like how you're saying with jazz. Like it's just because you cling to it, you like it, and like you want to find more stories about it. And like that's the co- that's what my person my favorite thing about music is that there's these stories that are waiting to be told and that when people like you hear them and you tell your friends that uh, like that other also like the stuff you pass it along mm-hmm. and the stories get out and they get spread out you know what i mean yeah. and that's no, the coolest it's, it's, like, thing I mean, about I, music again i i love i like music i i can get very attached to music and i like i sang in choir and stuff in in high school so like mm-hmm. i have i have a history with music but it's um like you know when like my space was a thing and that was when like what people were using or yeah i mean i mean you don't know when my space again young but but like my my space and well, I, I mean now, my, nowadays well, it's spotify. i know but i had people a friend find music through spotify um i don't like yeah i don't have a spotify account or i have an account but i never like i never use it so like i'm not finding new music outside of what like the top the top yeah. 40 stations say like, Hey, this is what people like. So here's, here's new music for you. Um, uh, outside, like video game music is, is another one where like, I love video game music and like the music from like final fantasy and stuff yeah. more than I love most other music um, that I will ever hear. Um, uh, just because of the, the memories that are inherent in, in that for me. And that, and like even, even, um, bare naked ladies is, is intimately tied to video games for me because um, mm-hmm. I can like I whenever I think of the Bare Naked Lady album um, Stunt or Maroon I think I think of um, how oh, Stunt is so I was good. listening to those basically on repeat while I played Chrono Cross on the original PlayStation and so oh, I, I whenever I think of them I think of Chrono Cross whenever I think of Chrono wow. Cross I think of, of taking them back like I Stunt came out at a time where 
um, like I still like I I I remember um, hearing one week come on the radio and wanting to wanting to know and be able to sing every word of that song. So I recorded it on the radio on a on a cassette tape and then would like play it through and like repeat it like ad nauseum and just kind of write like each verse at a time. Um, and then I eventually got the CD of the of the album, and it had like the liners notes in it and stuff. And I was like, "Well, this would have saved a lot of time." But like that is, like that is the the yeah. most I've gone down that rabbit hole with music, and that was you know fifteen twenty years ago almost. Um, so that's like that's my connection yeah. to music. What what uh, I mean, you've touched on uh, hip hop a lot. Uh, what are your kind of favorite uh, genres? So, so I will say, okay, growing up, um, I was, it was a very 90s alt house. So like, um, like Soundgarden, Stone Temple Pilots, um, what else? Like Rage, not uh, Rage isn't really 90s alt, but like Rage, Cake, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blink-182, all of that, the Cranberries, the Zombies, you know, all of that, the, the Cure, even though they kind of doubled in the 90s, but they weren't really alt. Like... That was the stuff that I grew up on. That's the stuff mm-hmm. like yeah. Cake. If you don't know what Cake is, the band. Have you heard of yeah. them? Yeah, that's they I have the song I think, The Distance, which think, basically everyone when, knows. When I think that's of Cake, like, I think of uh, the that's their most overrated song. Like I yeah, remember, that's, that's I remember a, that's also knowing what Cake before like, that. Oh, but that's I don't like that is what where Cake is most ingrained in my head. Yeah. Is from from that because yeah, I mean like the '90s, like '90s alt music. That was basically what was always on my radio. And and like I at at that time in in middle school in high school yeah. I did have like I would go to bed every night with just like my letting my radio play, and that was like I would just fall asleep to whatever music yeah. was on the radio. Um, was playing yeah, and like and that like that's the thing is like to me no music is 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 bad like unless it's like absolute utter trash that's like should be taken care of and like gone forever from the planet. Because all music is art, and art art should be treasured, you know. And like, like the only music that I don't like is like country. Uh, but like, that's interesting because country, like I think, is one but of the. I will say, the, like, country, um, is like country and hip hop. I think are the two that are best at telling a story through through the lyrics of the of the music. Um, yes. Uh, and so that's like that's yeah. I, like I I won't go out of my way often to to listen to country but i will have like country phases where i'm like okay i'm good like i'm like i've got six default settings on my my car radio i'll go ahead and like have one of them as a country station and maybe listen to that for like specifically for when i'm like in a mood where i need to hear a story told through a song yeah yeah and like with me, like, I'll have moods when I need to listen to music, like, when I get off work and it's been a bad day. I'll listen to just, like, trashy rap where they're basically talking about shooting people. And, like, like when I'm going into work, I'm listening to, like, I'm listening to, like, Foo Fighters, just, like, something that's got, like, a nice beat to it. And so it's, it's, it's pumping, you know? It's getting me ready to get through the day. But, like, what was it? What was I talking about before this? Oh, um, Cake. Funny story about Cake. So... They have a song on one of their albums called "Prolonging the Magic." It's a song called "Satan Is My No." Is it? Yeah, yeah. Satan is my motor. I was singing that song in like my fourth grade class. Yeah, that's suspended I mean, that, for singing. That, Satan is my motor. It's not a about. thing that a kid should be singing necessarily in in a public setting. But like, <laughs> but it's a it's a good song. 
go listen to it. Say, oh, God. I could do it. I love like it, like that's one of those like that's one of those songs that like sticks out to my mind because my my brother just plays it whenever and he wants to, and like, and that's what I like so much about music is like people have their own choices. Like I like EDM, yeah. but like I like Game Chops. If you know what Game Chops is, oh yeah, okay. Do you like grime? Do you, did you like when Grimecraft played? Okay, yeah, okay. it's basically that. It's like just video game remixes to EDM. But, like, I played that for him. He was like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. like that. And then he plays, like, Trap, if you know what Trap is. He'll, he likes Trap. No, like, I'm sorry the about, weird, like, the like weird thing is, on, like, like EDM, Trevor. Uh, my dad is really into EDM. So, yeah, uh, I, 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 I couldn't tell you that. But, really? What um, kind? But, like, I remember growing up, because uh, he's been into to dance, uh, dance and electric and techno music and stuff for... So he might be into electro because <laughs> not if, like no, it, and that's it's not all even the like eighties. It's, it's like all that, like that, all that eighties. Uh, it, it's it, it like it he, has, he has stayed up with um, techn- He does like he he couldn't tell you like who is coming up with any of this stuff. He couldn't tell you, he couldn't like name anybody any okay. of that kind of stuff. But it's it's like we drove uh, we drove across country yeah. to uh, to Michigan. I don't know, probably like ten years ago now or something. Um, and went to uh, like the whole trip was basically like uh, uh, dance music or um, or talk radio. Like those are the two things he would listen to. Um, but he has like he that's rough, like his podcasts dude. are EDM podcasts. That is and stuff like that. And he just listens to like he yeah. So yeah, my dad my dad works. Really? Uh, he's a he's basically that is an so mechanic. interesting. Um, and uh, and he will just throw on his phone um, like two hour blocks of edm music while he works and stuff like that yeah that's crazy like because like when i i try playing um edm for my grandpa he's all like no i don't like this but like hearing that like some like some older people like edm like mm-hmm. that are isn't part of my younger generation uh, no, or like no, the generation no, I'm, I'm, in. I'm i'm older even though we're not <laughs> in the same generation yeah but um like it's just cool seeing that and like that like that's so I'm saying that's the cool thing about music, man. Is it? It just it has this yeah, it can, unique, I mean, it can, it innate can, it can way of together. It can surprise you. people together. Like, I, like I, I appreciate. Like, I it, again, like EDM's not yeah, something and like I, it can, I it can out, bring you apart. Like, the the drummer in me loves the no. beat of EDM, um, uh, pretty much like always. Oh yeah. Um, oh. So it's it's like I get tired sometimes of the yeah. repetition of it, but like um, if it isn't a super repetitive, like where you're going to hear the yeah. same you know, the same four measures for 20, 20, yeah. uh, 20 repeats or something. And like, um, I can get into it. Yeah. And like, that's the, that's another cool thing about EDM is like, if, it, if it's a really good artist, they do a really good transition. So like, it'll basically like, um, I think, I don't know who it's on the game shops mm-hmm. new album, but it's like, if you know the Mega Man two, Dr. Wiley soundtrack, it's a, I, don't, I can't do it. Cause I'm not good at like, um, v- no. retracing yeah. things but um not, that's not the right word but you know what i mean um um like replaying things is what i meant to say it's like it's the, the original music that it like it transitions and it's like like what if a modern Mega Man, like modern Mega Man 2 would sound like yeah. and it's really cool then it's like it goes back and forth and it's really cool but that's the thing is like with edm you gotta like you gotta have nice transitions you gotta have nice bridges and like if it's not done right then it sounds weird and it's repetitive and that's the thing. That's like, that's the best part about music. If it's done right, <laughs> if music is music, done right, it's, it's music like, to your ears. It's like hot butter. It just melts. 
ears. It is, it is. But like, it just like it's like hot butter, it just melts, and you're like, ooh. Uh, hit, uh, have you seen the? Have you read the Hitchhiker's uh, books? No, I've seen that. Like, I saw the movie. Uh, that was Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, by Douglas Adams. No, I, I recognize that. Okay, uh, look, I mean, like, I <laughs> like it. I bad. like it better than most people do. I think. But um, but, it, um, but no, I've not read the the books. Yeah. If you remember the shot that the, the the drink that they have, that's what good music sounds like. It's basically having your brain smashed with by gold brick with some a, a drop of lemon in it, like because that's it's so intrinsic and it's so beautiful when good music is done. And like that's kind of also another thing I wanted to bring on music is because I want to know why you like I can't get in the hand. Well, I, like I can't musicals. get. In the I mean, part of it comes from my, my theatrical background. So Obviously, uh, like I've been doing theater since your upbringing, uh, since high yeah. school. Um, so like, I, I, again, I, it goes to like, yeah, musicals are telling a story, um, innately, um, and, and right. Mm-hmm. And, mu- music. So, well, so then again, that's musicals all music. are telling, all music is musicals telling are telling Reg- regardless story, of who writes uh, like it or whatever, a, you know, a two hour story, the same kind of like the thing I would get mm-hmm. like in film or something like that. Um, yeah. And, uh, and there are like, so mm-hmm. my, my love and. Uh, my love of musicals has very much altered over over the years. Like I used to be way more into like the spectacle musicals of yeah. like um, you know something something like Oklahoma or Sound of Music. I I used to appreciate those more. Cats, cats, cats. I've always hated. I've always hated cats. Cats. What um, about cats? Cats is always uh, sorry. <laughs> Fiddler on the roof. Um, what about Fiddler, Fiddler on, on the roof? roof? I used to like. I I don't Fiddler like it on the roof. Um, because no, that's and that's that's fine. Um, like I don't the, know jack shit about musicals. The best. <laughs> for for me for for musicals for for theater in general the best um version of any of those is something that speaks to today and so much of like so many Mm -hmm. of those productions of of like cats or um or fiddler or sound of music or something like that those yeah yeah cats is such Um, a lack that's such an eight that came out in the 80s right when okay, they're yeah, reproduced nowadays and, and when you see you know a community theater production of it they're doing it because of the name recognition and not because mm-hmm. they have they think it tells a story relevant to their community um so that's that's where like my that's my current take on on musicals like um and so something like hamilton speaks to me because it speaks to this generation it speaks to today it speaks to the the here and now it's, it speaks That's to that, the, that yeah, the, the mixtape. Right? I know it's got people like Usher and stuff on it, and like so so Hamilton the musical, yeah, which I don't um, know, is a about. is a musical, and but, then um, uh, it 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 yes it it's it is it is about the the about Hamilton, times of Alexander Hamilton about, about told through Hamilton. the lens of um, uh, hip hop and uh, and it's <clears throat> Lin Manuel Miranda the the creator um, uh, often talks about it basically telling the story of America then. Uh, using the voices of America now, um, <coughs> yeah. yeah, and I think and, that's a really uh, brilliant it, it, way to it blew up on Broadway, and it's it's become this you like know? crazy sensation that's impossible to get tickets to unless mm-hmm. you want to spend like thousands of dollars. Um, you could, yeah, you probably could, um, or you can uh, probably just pirate a video I, on I, the internet. My days of doing that are past. Uh, like I, I did that for like Wicked, but I also have seen Wicked live on stage and stuff. Um, but the, uh, the, the show became so popular, um, that they, they created a mixtape of it, uh, using, um, uh, kind of, uh, a, Mm -hmm. like 
modern hip hop artists or modern modern artists, known artists. So you have like Usher on there doing a song. You have um, uh, uh, you have uh, Chance the Rapper doing yeah. a song, and um, yeah, yeah, Chance uh, the Rapper. So I will have, so, probably so one of my favorite artists. You have like there is a song, and I took I. One of the one of the first non gaming things I wrote for uh, for Trevor Trove was uh, was a review of the the mixtape, yeah. and one of the things that I talk about in there is uh, there's a song mm-hmm. uh, in Hamilton that is basically inspired by like the the kind of song from like the 90s and 2000s that was basically like an R and B female singer with a hip hop artist coming in and doing like a rap doing a duet of that so like. Ashanti and Ja Rule or Mary J. Blige and, and Biggie or something oh, yeah. like that. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, and so, uh, so one of, oh, so Shante, that song man, in the mixtape version is Ashanti and Ja Rule singing it basically like, so there it's, it's a song that was inspired mm-hmm. by their type of song um, coming and, and the two of them coming back to kind of re reunite for something like that is a, so it's, it's, so and then, so yeah, yeah but, that's really but in cool. terms of musicals, it in the broader picture and and theater in general, it's um, uh, something like that. And Hamilton sticks with me because it has a very clear affinity and love of the musical theater genre and and the history of musical theater. And there are like references in there um, to the- musical theater shows from you know the last mm-hmm. fifty years. Um, uh, but it also um, brings in uh a a musical genre that i'm not versed enough in um in hip-hop but i like i i I can i can catch yeah yeah um and i I, like i can catch some we can educate i can educate without any without assistance um even if i can't point to like i don't know what song that's coming from i know that that is a verse from a hip-hop song yeah um so it's it's that kind of stuff that um, yeah. it, it's a it's a beautiful blending of the two, um, but it's more it, so it's 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 telling something new. Mm-hmm. Um, it's telling telling a story in a new way um, that speaks again to to today to yeah. uh, to the issues and and societal concerns of uh, of a modern audience that the sound of music doesn't today. necessarily do or or yeah. it, the um, the umpteenth production. Yeah, the yeah. umpteenth production. Well, then again, the sound of, of music's of, about uh, Nazis in uh, like of, Sweden. You know, uh, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Yes, it's a story everybody knows, and it's and and yeah. you deciding to set it in you know uh, in the fifties um, doo wop era doesn't like doesn't add anything to it or something. It doesn't, doesn't tell. Yeah, yeah. Like I no. the because it doesn't. I resonate. used to love That's Shakespeare even. Um, and, uh, and, and, and Shakespeare, Shakespeare has like a great musicality to yeah. it. Uh, Macbeth is fantastic. And, uh, and one of the things that like, yes, yeah. I, I don't think it's overblown, but, uh, some people do. And, and like he himself probably does. Uh, but like people have compared Lin-Manuel Miranda to like a modern day Shakespeare in, in his use of words and the language. And, um, but like I was in a production of Julius Caesar that was set in the That's civil war. Fantastic play, but setting in the Civil oh, War. Fantastic. Um, that the the it it was an interesting no, idea. That doesn't make any except sense. Except for the because like they decided. 
Yeah. The execution, and it wasn't. The they they the execution's got to be like right there. Uh, basically, the you know, so you're sitting in the Civil War. So you've got basically like Julius Caesar's kind of court is like the North, and then you've got yeah. like the conspirators as the South. Effectively, is what it ends up is what they ended up kind of framing it as. But when you have Mark Antony cast as a black man, that says something very specific when but, you said it in the Civil War era. And the director basically like pushed it aside and was like, "Oh yeah, no, we're not addressing it." It's like yeah. you can't not address that. Like casting Julius Caesar's right hand man as yeah. as a free African American, effectively in this story, um, and letting him be the hero of the story says something. Yeah. And if you're not willing to actually like address it or try and tell that story or recognize that, um, like the the it's it's just throwing on new costumes throwing on a new coat of paint um when the the story itself doesn't support yeah. it so that's that's my and that's kind of a, a tangent from from your your original question but that's what that's like musicals the musicals that speak to me are musicals no, but that, like uh, and it's it's always changing like i used to love rent and then i grew up and was like wow yeah rent is kind of yeah uh i mean like everybody in rent's kind of an asshole um, to this guy who's trying to get them to pay their fucking rent, <laughs> like yeah, be an adult, everybody. You don't get to live free in this in this yeah. world. That's not how that's not how the world works. But like, yeah. I remember loving Rent and the rock no. nature and and the bohemian, the bohemian uh, uh, nature of Rent. It's, um, it gets probably funny. You know, when I got introduced to that in college, um, it was like yeah, uh, it was it was a it was a phenomenal God. kind of oh, queen, um, story and a way of telling it. And then I like. A lot of it comes from, like, if you see bad productions, yeah. um, that can certainly ruin your taste. Uh, but, like, La La Land's, uh, I mean, La La yeah. Land is, a, is an example of a very classic, uh, like, in, in, in archetype, it's a very classic musical. Um, but it tells, it tells its story f- through a yeah. modern lens. It's, so it's, it's, not, it's something I love now and in the moment. And in 20 years, it might not yeah. resonate as much with me because... You know, I I won't be at that point in my life in twenty years. Yeah, yeah. You'll be older. You'll be more experienced. You know, it's all it's all that stuff that like takes into a fact that you're all like it's. Uh, that's the thing about music is it's all like it's all now and it's all what are you listening to now and it's all that like what's happening in your life and what resonates with you and like that's why I like games so mm-hmm. much and that's why I like music so much. It's because it's what's going on with you. You know. Then it's going on with other people. It's what's going on with you, the listener, the player, you know, the user, all that. And like that's why I like music. That's why music's so fascinating, regardless of what genre it's being told through or what what um, medium you're listening through. You know, whether it's YouTube, Spotify, mm-hmm. Apple Music. Yeah. You know, um, like that's the so. I mean, that like that's I, I, like I'm good leaving it there. If you unless you really want to dive into hockey as well. <laughs> I mean, we could no, no, we could maybe that, throw in some hockey talk. I mean, in, uh, if you in want to talk about hockey, we can. Topics, but I think, but like, I think we can, we can just kind of leave this one as as a music topic. Okay. Um, music revisited. Yeah. Because music is so impactful on everyone. Like, like that's what I love about music. Like, I like personally, I kind of love music more than I love games, because of just what mm-hmm. it's it's been a, 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 a such a basic constant through my life where these games is a, a new thing that i've been encountering yeah but so what are uh, know, it's just uh, hit, what hit you, take as favorite you, you take it as you go you know uh, you pick your fi- your favorites what genre okay so so let's start with hip-hop 
we'll do hip hop favorite hip hop album. Um, it's probably gotta be. Oh, that's hard. Oh, that's hard. Actually, I'll do rap first. Rap. It's probably gotta be. Tupac's um, "All Eyes on Me," then hip. That's gonna go the same for hip hop. Rock. It's probably gonna be um, "Inter Interstate Love Song" by Stone Temple Pilots. Then you have <clears throat> um, punk. I'm probably gonna do something by Bad Religion because Bad Religion is the stuff. I'm thinking all ages. Then you have like, dude, I can go on about music for days. Like that's a thing. Like my favorite album of all time is prob. That's a hard question. That's what I do. Like, I, ask, I ask. I ask hard hitting hard questions, questions here on Trove Talk. Like in my current state, like like in my current state of mind, it's probably got to be a toss up between. Like, God. recognize that whatever you say on here is oh, not man. locked in forever. That's, that's, it will just rough. it will just be like. At this mo- at this moment in time, this no, it's is not my favorite album. It'll probably be. It's a toss up between um, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, by the way, and the album Ecstatic by the Foo Fighters, two nineties albums which I love very they're very dearly, but like. I think, by the way, I might take it because that that album came out at a time where I'm, I've just been listening to that music forever, and that the album art is so iconic to me. It's basically just a naked lady in all blue, and she's painted, and, and it's weird, and it's like early two thousands, and you're like, what's going on with this band? And it's all like it's all super mellow, but it's all super deep, and you're all like, it's happy, sad. It's the Cure. It's basically just like the Cure revamped, and you're like, whoa, are we getting back to this new wave sort of feeling? Then it's like. Then it, then it just gets right. you. Then it just, I don't know. I don't know, Dave, man. Dave Grohl. It's Chad, it's like it's it's hard to describe that album. And other guy. Flea's not in uh, in Foo And Flea, yeah. Oh, I'm t- I'm talking about um RHCP. Oh, that's in, okay. Sorry, I thought that. And that's that's by the okay. way, it's by um. All right. Call it. Red Hot I, had, I had my ecstatics. Uh, I had my notes. Ecstatics by the uh, ecstatics uh, by the Foo Fighters. <laughs> From, from what you were saying yeah no that's it, like i can okay. hear by the way that, but, that's I, a, but i was like yeah, that's a big mistake like, i wasn't putting faces to it okay yeah yes sorry ecstatic well, yeah but, but i started saying like i started saying foo fighters shall we, shall uh, we jump into uh, trope topics sir uh, oh yeah and I, well i got dave grohl and then chad is is a chili peppers guy right wait so who's the drummer on foo fighters <laughs> yeah i think so Cause, I don't because Chili Peppers. Oh, it's like, the um, it's the Will Ferrell Oof. lookalike Chad something, right? Yeah. Okay. Flea, yeah. Well, Flea's the bassist yeah. on Chili Peppers. Uh, that's it's Flea. It's... Oh, okay. Oh, I, that's, a, that's the thing about like. I mean, I know Flea from, I don't from really the, know uh, the jack uh, shit. I don't know jack uh, shit about like anyone. I just listen to nineties hit uh, Back to the Future, obviously. <laughs> But yes, no. Flea, Flea, and uh, Anthony, Anthony Kiedis, and yeah. uh, uh, well, there's Flea two more guys guy. on on Chili Peppers that I don't know. I, I think one of them is, oh, is Chad, Kiedis, and, and I'm sure people who are listening are like, "Yep, Trevor really yeah. doesn't like music or doesn't know music because he can't think of Chad Smith." I want to say Smith. Yeah. Well, like we talked about music for like thirty minutes for thirty minutes, but like I don't know Jack 
jack shit about like who's in the band. I can name off stuff from the album, but I don't. Yeah. I'm, I'm also 18. Like, I don't I've, see a like lot I've of live been stuff. A concert I don't, goer. Like, follow up with bands, so, you know. Like I've I've like, been to now four concerts in my life. Like no. Weird Al Yankovic when he played at a state fair growing up. No, that was like that was my first concert ever. Like oh. he he came and. Are you kidding me, dude? Oh yeah, I mean, like I mean, he still dude, he still that's, tours. That's he's legit. Still, like, great that's like entertainer, a deep great cut. performer. Yeah, I okay, know, but no, like not that old. Like that I'm was talking, back when he was like I'm talking. He was, new, uh, he was like having uh, fresh the, stuff. You know what I mean? The post Phantom Menace era because he did he he had a uh, his uh he did a, basically a parody of American Pie oh, okay. at that point to tell the song of uh, the Phantom Menace to tell that story. Yeah. Um, uh, this here Anakin guy. Um, yeah. Uh, but I mean, so like he was doing like yeah. a lot of his Michael Jackson parodies and stuff at that point already. <laughs> yeah, e- yeah, eat it and um, yeah, um, like beat and, it and, and like uh, eat it, eat it uh, yeah. instead of bad and stuff like that. So yeah, but but yeah, that was my first uh, first con- uh, concert. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. A lot of oh, I will say best weird oh, it's song. Amish Paradise. Either Amish Paradise. It is, it is hands down Amish or, um, Paradise. Or like a surgeon. Yeah. Like. That that is the really? like I know like, like people know that song at this point better jam, than they know um, uh, rappers paradise is that no gangsters paradise that one yeah I like I know Coolio and I, like gangsters I know Coo- paradise and I know that Coolio, Coolio was like he God, made a big Trevor. fuss about it um, dude Coolio time, basically saying like I didn't like when when the it stuff. became as big as it was yeah. Coolio was like. No, I didn't. I didn't approve that because that you know approving approving Weird Al to make to make an Amish parody of your yeah. song is going to ruin your street cred. Um, and so he came yeah. out. He came out and basically yeah, he came out and like argued argued and said it does like, because no, it's a white dude like, about being no, Weird white. Al. Like always, like gets approval for. He's not gonna he's not gonna do something unless some like the the one time he's ever said yeah. like um, the the one time he's ever come out and said. Uh, um, this is a, a song that we wanted to make, but the person um, uh, didn't wouldn't allow us to do it. Um, was uh, was Lady Gaga? Like wouldn't he allow came us out, to do it. he did a, be, be, and he he only did it because he uh, because she had she and her management team had basically put him through so many hoops. Like normally he goes and says, "I want to take this song and I want to turn it into this," and here's my pitch for it. And they're usually like, "Okay, cool, awesome." For that one, um, yeah. they like. Uh, uh, her representation came back and said, "Like, uh, like we need to hear the song. We need to know what you're what you're turning it into." It was it was born this way, I think, was the song, um, and uh, and so what? So uh, yeah, I don't remember what oh, he, yeah. what that, he made it into. Weird, but like weird song to parody. He went through like recorded a demo basically for them, and uh, and so when they came back and said no, he was like, "Okay, well, I put in so much work into this." And I'm still fine because it's a parody, so like they can't do anything for me uh, for me releasing this. So here's here's the yeah perform this way. So here's the demo I did for this. It's and, called perform uh, this and way. He he released it on like YouTube or something, and then within a day, people were like, like why would Lady Gaga be like a jerk about this? And she came back and said, oh no, he can totally do it. There was there was miscommunication. Like like I, so I don't know what what the real story is, but they basically came back and said like mea culpa. Like that was just my representation. My representative said, "Like, no, you can't do this song." But really, I, I never heard it. I'm fine with it. Like, yeah. absolutely, he should go and have fun with it. It's a funny song. So it was. So that's the only time he's ever really like gone out of his way to like not 
not respect if somebody doesn't want him making their like making their song into a parody song he he goes and says okay i won't do it then um so when when coolio came was like yeah no i didn't give him the the uh uh approval for uh, gangster's paradise to amish paradise it's like no he probably did and, and now that now, you just didn't think it was going to be a big thing um uh but yeah. yeah so that's so that's weird al was was one of my concerts yeah. um uh, Childish Gambino was another, and that so that that was like fifteen years later or whatever. That was a, a uh, which album was uh, Camp was when he was touring uh, after Camp. Um, uh, Sun, okay. Sunrise on that is my jam. Um, that's my favorite song on the album. Interesting album. I like. Yeah. I got into him because I, I was him from, like, never a big Gambino um, fan. So yeah, like I I loved him as a performer in that regard, and then I like community fantastic show. Uh, to, to camp and uh, and some of his his music and was like oh I like I really like this I really dig like the 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 nerdy hip hop that spoke yeah. to me in a way that like you know a lot of other uh, doesn't a lot of, a lot of mm-hmm. other hip hop necessarily doesn't because at least at least I can relate to him in the nerdy things he talks about um, that I can't relate to necessarily in some of the other um, uh, some other songs yeah. and stuff uh, and then uh, bare naked ladies I finally yeah. saw them like I said a few years ago. And then um, uh, Danny Juarez and I, Danny Juarez came down to Phoenix um, uh, late last year, and we went and saw a, uh, a concert, um, Distant Worlds, which is the Final Fantasy concert. So we got to see, like, uh, a local orchestra basically performing Final Fantasy music. Um, absolutely. Absolutely, we are nerds. Um, yeah, he drove down from... Uh, Y'all are and, nerds. He and, he and a friend drove down from, uh, from Vegas. Um, they were, I love like, Danny, he, though. He was coming to see it regardless. Like he was already making the drive down, and I, like I was like, I love Final Fantasy music. Yeah, I want to actually go to that concert. So like I yeah I bought a ticket and we hung out that night and um, um and yeah had a, yeah had a really good time. So those those are my concerts, and that's just like that's uh, unless you count like Kind of Funny Live yeah. too, uh, and and getting to see Cisco perform. That's but that's like the extent of my that's concert history. That's not really a concert though, because I mean that passes hey, he for sung, a Kanye like concert, two songs. So. It was the thong song and the the Pokemon rap song. Burn on Kanye, suck it, West. Fight me, <laughs> fight me, Kanye. West. But like going back, <laughs> I think you're an arrogant little douche, and like you can have good music, but you don't need to treat people like shit. <laughs> <laughs> and and with that blessing, at Oye is never coming on the show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, but um, what was I gonna say? Going back to kind of funny life too. One of my favorite was, things ever musically oh, okay. that happened with like people that I didn't know happened. So I'm waiting in waiting in line. With my brother, he he brought a speaker from work. He works on a he works on a construction site, so it's like an industrial grade speaker. I don't know. I it's it's like this big probably, but it's like you can like throw it against like you you can drop probably drop a cinder block on it and it it still work, but like. <laughs> So he plays he plays um, Bismarcky's just a friend. Literally, this is like when the little lines getting super long. Literally, so many people just start singing it. I'm like, what is my like? What is happening? Like, why are these people singing for I mean, this like, trashy I'm sure they were song? singing like the actual like. Then we they were play. The hook it was like the chorus. I'm then sure. he pl- the you you got what I need. Yeah, but they like they don't they didn't know the the yeah. actual like the you verses. need, but like. No, but like 
then he plays the Pokemon, the actual Pokemon yeah. theme song. I'm like, I'm not joking when I say this. Before we know that 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 damn song was actually being played, like people are like, oh yeah, play it louder, and we played it as loud as we can. People are singing and shit. Mm-hmm. Then like literally like as soon as it pops up in that thing, we were like, what the fuck? It was like the like it was the weirdest moments. Like we started off the line by playing that song. We literally ended the night by like by yeah. listening to that song. We we're like, what is our like? What just happened? Like what like what allowed for us to actually like like it was one of those weird moments where like oh that's like sure we're like that's not gonna happen like we were thinking about it but like it's and it just happens you're like what mm-hmm. what is my life like what did I do to get this you know it was it was like and like that's one of the ways I love music is because like if it has you're in an environment where like people are excited about stuff and you just play a song that like basically everyone knows and they all sing it and they have fun with it. That's the best thing about music is that people like it mm-hmm. and they dig yeah. it and they're in a good environment. Fun, can and they all sing unifier. along. It's Great. the best. You know? All right. Uh, That's, let's go ahead and round out the show with our That's topic music. four, Trove Topics. Um, we didn't get too many this week, so we'll, uh, we'll just kind of burn through some of those. It happens every now and then. Um, up front, uh, this is where you can be part of the show. I knew that was going to happen. Tweeting at uh, me, at Snarky Starkey, or at the show's uh, Twitter account, at Trove Talk, uh, using the hashtag Trove Topics, or just keep an eye out for when I uh, put out a call for questions each week. Um, Trove Topics. Uh, and yeah, uh, you can be part of the show, ask your question, and we will talk about it on the show. So up first, uh, as, as pretty much always is, uh, is with this show, uh, Brandon Gann, at GamesGan asks... Do you have a non-2016 or 2017 game that you want to play for the first time this year? Um, I already have an answer for this, but are you, how about you? You're, are you playing anything from Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time? Okay. That's, a, that's it's an interesting, Legend of Zelda Ocarina interesting time. one that, I mean, yeah, I guess it was Great a notable time. absence from your gaming history. But if N64 was kind of your, when you were three, it makes sense that, that you haven't gotten to it necessarily. Yeah. As well as, <laughs> I want to play a Fire Emblem game. Okay. I want to play a Final Fantasy game mm-hmm. because I want, no. I'm when I say mm-hmm. Final Fantasy, I mean like one of the OGs because I have Suikoden two on my Vita and I love that game. So I'm thinking Final it's, Fantasy six, but like, uh, I mean it depends on what you're good, expecting. Is, is it a good jump uh, for me? To to a Final obviously, Fantasy like game? Is that one? the. Uh, the the best way to play that thinking, like, uh, is going to be on your Game Boy Advance if you can get the the Final Fantasy VI Advance cart. I do have it like right here. I'm sure. Do you have that in your collection? Yeah, boom, right there. It's, oh it's my god! If you card. actually do, I'm gonna um, be like, yeah, no, it, like I have this this okay, my um, little can Game we Boy just, Advance like, cart that I just yeah, have sitting here that's... like right nearby on my uh, on my PC um, uh, the tower. Um, like it ends up coming up like every every couple episodes. Um, so yeah, I have it <laughs> just Dope. sitting right there. Um, but that's the best way to play it. Um, you could you could get it on your Vita. Um, but the the issues Dude, with I would Final love Fantasy to play that on there. with like the the Vita ports are that they are ports of the CD ports, um, and uh, just because of the the way uh, optical media read versus oh, um, the pins and cartridges. Uh, like there's just slight load times in in between like a battle and stuff, and so it ends up like that. It's it's you know barely noticeable, but it adds up over time over the length yeah. of of the game, and it feels like it's nothing compared to like modern load times. But it's still like it 
kind of messes up the flow. And so if you can get it on the on the cartridge, um, that's that's yeah. the way I would recommend playing it. Um, it's yeah. it's like there there you go. Yeah, the I would love to get it from the, the, on the cartridge. The thing I I know that you have a copy for, right there. And there's like there's this rumor going around um, that uh, it's the 30th anniversary of Final Fantasy. So there's a rumor that they're going to release you know like Final Fantasy one through nine all on one disc or something. What I would love to see is to give them uh, for for Squaresoft to or Square dope. Enix to give it the. That's I mean that's that's I, I'm an old man. That's that's, that's what they were back then. You're um, a funny man, Trevor. You're a funny man. Uh, yeah. The uh, the uh, so what they did with Final Fantasy oh, Seven I'm, I'm uh, when they I'm brought educated. that to PS4 was they uh, it was like a port that they did to Steam first, um, but you could play like they gave you some quote unquote cheat codes where you can play mm-hmm. the game three times the speed, you can play it with no encounters, and you can play it where basically like yeah. you'll get all of your um, your limit breaks and your health and your magic kind of will just automatically replenish and, and fill. So you, you can basically play, like, rush through the game and never die or anything and, and only have to fight yeah. bosses. Um, I would... Uh, the, the, the being able to play it through it three times speed That's kind of is nice, the thing that I think they need to add to every one of those games if they ever port them again um, because it makes it, it it makes the grind way easier and so you're, you aren't having to you know just run around and, and like um, deal yeah. with that to to level up you can just go through it quicker um, and it allows so it allows you to kind of because mm-hmm. on, on those text based games they can be yeah. you know if, if you're not in the mood for it it's going to take you longer to read through and go through the stuff and get the story um i i think it's a fine starting point uh but i know others that have have used it as a starting point and jumped in and and it didn't resonate with them um so it's you know it it works for me it might not work for you um well my uh, only question a is like it's, is it kind of uh, like suikoden because that's my like yes, that's I, I mean i mean I mean, if you like Suikoden, you probably like Final Fantasy VI. Um, it's not nearly like as many characters. JRPG. Um, uh, like, it, it is the most characters of okay. any Final Fantasy game, but um, uh, I want to say there's like... God, there's so many characters in Suikoden, 16 in, um, in Final Fantasy VI compared to the 100-plus that you can you can collect in Suikoden. Um, okay. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, my God. It's not even funny, dude. It's yeah. like I'm running with like the base crew. I'm like I'm yeah, like the, the real, there's too the, much people. Like, for me, what's what's I don't want this horde of people about, just um, following me. Like, no, is that it? No, it introduces the characters to you kind of one at a time, um, and it forces you to use them for a time um, mm-hmm. so that you you know you can figure out if you like them or not. But then you know the the game opens up at a certain point, and you can like you, you can bring whatever characters you want into your party. Um, and then you do have to the one of the things that I know people don't like, and, and I'll get and give you the heads up is yeah. like partway through the game, you basically start from scratch and you have to like regather your party members. Um, yeah, it's I mean it's so so and it, it gives you a new kind of uh, I, like, so you, I like so that. Might, I think that's a cool. So you might be playing m- with mechanic. characters that you hadn't played with kind of prior to that. Um, as you build up to go and find your like your core party that mm-hmm. you would like to use, uh, you kind of have to you have to go and recollect kind of all those characters. But it gives for me it gives like every character yeah. um, their own moments and their own arc in that game. Uh, that's, so that's one of the things I love about it. It's it's a great it, like I love the characters and I love the mm-hmm. the story itself is very much like 
Star Wars. It is like the Rebels versus the Empire. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Same. Same as Weekend. Um, that's uh, that's, so that's Weekend, bro. Kind of the, you you join the Rebel <laughs> like, Alliance effectively. The Returners in in Final Fantasy VI. So yeah, that's for and okay. and for me it it makes the best starting off point compared to like Final Fantasy VII, which I know a lot of people would throw out just because like the the art style of uh, pixel art and sprites is way easier for me to like point to and say like that has aged better than the polygons of a PlayStation 1 era game um yeah yeah oh my god so if, like any of that like that beginning 3D yeah. art yeah era, so if you can, if you so can get past like, that if you look at the, like the 7 is probably a better jumping on rough, point dude. um if you get the PS4 version because you can play through it at 3 times speed if you need and and so you don't have to like waste your time with it you can kind of rush through the grind and stuff and you can because you can it's it's just the push of a button to turn it on and off yeah so you can get into it and and out of it um for like story moments and then you can like when you're out just on the on the overworld and and fighting through you can kind of race through that stuff if you want but i don't want to play seven because it's final fantasy seven and everyone it's, holds in this and, highlight and that, like, and i don't want to go into it and like oh this game just blatantly sucks and i don't like it you know that's why I want to go into six is because yeah, it's and that's, like, I mean, yeah, that, the, that's the more what I would hardcore say. Like, audience. Seven is held in a, in a highlight because that that's the one Rather most than... people played, um, the, and it was a very pivotal, pivotal, pivotal game um, for its time. Um, but yeah, like people, people like myself yeah. who've played kind of every Final Fantasy um, do tend to point to six as as a better story and a better game. Um, it, it like it, just in terms of. Um, I mean, for me, like, Seven yeah. kind of falls apart. I think Kefka is a better villain than Sephiroth is. Um, uh, Ke- that, there you go. Kefka, Kefka is effectively, like, the Joker. Kefka's just a better Batman's name, Joker. let's be clear. Um, so if you like that as a villain type, you're going to, like, you'll, you'll like him. Yeah. Okay. And I don't want to. I don't want to battle something that looks like a Pokemon either in Seven. Okay, that's what Sephiroth looks uh, no. like. He looks like that <laughs> thing from Pokemon Platinum, um, where he's all like, uh, "Yeah." So that's so. Yeah, you know I, I mean? like uh, Seven <laughs> might be a better entry point, but for me, if you can if you can get the cart for Six uh, on your Game Boy Advance, um, uh, I think that's the the way to go. Um, yeah, for me, in terms of a 2017 game, I'm I'm or a non 2016 non 2017 game that I'm playing. I've already been. Like I've I've got a, a handful of games that I started the year out kind of playing like revisiting old things. Um, like I revisited Dishonored was the first game I uh, I really kind of played this year. Um, really enjoyed that. Um, went. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd played Dishonored that before. Uh, I hadn't played like the DLC Wait, have before. You, so uh, have this you was, played it before? This was Dishonored. My, f- my first oh, okay. time doing that, and and like I love. I mean, I love Dishonored two so much that I, I haven't either. I'm kind of interested to see what it's like. Like I just wanted to stay in that, but I'd already gotten the platinum for Dishonored two, so yeah. um, I went and got the platinum for the first Dishonored, and went through and played mm-hmm. the uh, the DLC in yeah. that. Um, I went through and. Um, played stories again, or finished out stories and got the platinum in that, as we, as you and I touched on a little bit uh, online. It's you know what's funny is you give me crap about and the, having and that too much was, time. I mean, you're talking like, about platinum and all these games, like, and I'm all like, down and how do you have the time to nice. do that, um, dude? Because uh, yeah, the the standard is my my nine to five job. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, 
Um, but then the uh, the game that but I. But then again, I really you have, you have a set schedule. I, I don't. Question you know what I mean? Brandon asked was uh, I finally went back and played Transistor um, from uh, the 2014 original release. Uh, I like I'd started playing it a couple times, um, and I love the art style. I love super giant games. Yeah. Um, uh, the, their art style of, of Bastion and and Transistor and Next Pyre. Oh, so good. Um, uh, be- just beautiful, beautiful games and. Transistor was one that I like. I liked the gameplay of. Pyre is going to be awesome. For whatever reason, I like. I got into it for, like, I would get into it for an hour or two each time, and then something else would like take my eye, and so I never got through that game. Um, but I like. I enjoyed it enough yeah. to put it like on my top ten list a few years ago. In in twenty fourteen, it was my my like my number eight that year or something like that. But I never actually like finished the game, so I was like looking through my catalog of like what do I want to play, and and that like that came up. I was like. I want to go ahead and actually like play through and, and like see if I could sit down and play through transistor. So I, I finally played through and beat that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a fun game. I got like halfway yeah. through it and, and I just couldn't like, do it. Cause I mean, I'm like, it's, I, I want to like the combat, but it's so much like a real time strategy. I prefer it as, as real time strategy because I like, I mean, in the same way that like final fantasy yeah. six speaks to me, I, I like having the time to plan out my, my route and my attack and stuff. So, yeah. 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 So, uh, so yeah, and I like doing that, I, but I just like I'm um, not good at doing that. Uh, more I, of, like, I finally went through and played just, and finished that you know. game. Started doing like a new game plus run of it and stuff, and and uh, really enjoyed that. Um, so that's that's what I think of so far of of um, like the non like a game of the past. Um, one that's on my mm-hmm. plate for things I want to play next, um, and then I've got a new computer coming. Um, I might actually like finally sit down and do it uh, is undertale um heard nothing but good things about that game from a couple years ago and it's a game i could play on this current rig and i've started to play it um in the past yeah it's i, mean, I have it's to a, play that a, game too it's an old old school graphics wise oh, it's can, not, you can it's not gonna push it. my yeah. computer um to try and run it but yeah um but yeah it doesn't take much to run yeah yeah absolutely um but yeah it's just it's something on like, fire for yeah. whatever reason i haven't been in them it's the not right gonna be the witcher 3 and i'm not enough of a pc gamer to have sat down and devoted the time to it but um as i try and set mm-hmm. this thing up i'll probably try and uh uh go through that finally so that's that's what's next uh, the next like game from the past that's on my list uh of things i want to play earthbound yeah that's and that's yeah, uh, yeah. Earthbound is absolutely it gives me an earthbound favorites vibe of the uh of the genre and i kind of so, like that uh thank you brandon for the uh the question uh amy gilroy at Amy Gills eighty nine asks uh, thoughts on Celine Dion returning Thank to you, sing a new sir. song for I the Beauty and the Beast movie. I didn't even know this was happening until she she sent that tweet. So my first oh question my is gotcha. who is Celine Dion? I know she. I, I no no. I'm yeah, just I'm just doing like, that for I mean, like I, for shit. I know goodness. Celine Dion, for but the like same I barely listen to Celine Dion. Dion my heart so. will go on, um, and that's about it. Like I, I know she was a much bigger star at the time, um, but that's like, yeah. that's where that's where her career starts and stops for in my in my mind. Yeah. Um. Uh. uh so I don't know. I, like, I'm largely indifferent. I'm assuming I'm assuming she's basically going to be singing the like, because Disney does that thing uh, in almost all their movies where they basically have like stars singing like one of the songs from the the thing at the end of the uh of the movie um so i imagine mm-hmm. it'll be like she 
is singing Beauty and the Beast yeah. as, as like as the credits roll or something like that. Um, I'm okay with it. I mean, like, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, that's that's kind of where I sit on it. I didn't I, I didn't know. I like it's not something I've I don't know and I don't really care. On. Um, I'm, <laughs> like I'm that's how I feel for Beauty and the Beast the movie because that's one of my favorite Disney movies. So I'm excited to see mm-hmm. what they do with it in live action. I'm a little concerned that they're basically just seeming to copy. And do basically like just a live action shot for shot remake of yeah that it's one. gonna be but, interesting yeah I, I mean it can be I mean that like even if they did that's, that's, they still, that's the a good psycho, way to like do uh, it a few years like, ago, I don't mind them doing that got universally panned so um, uh, the, uh, the movie Psycho um, I, don't, I don't remember who it was but yeah somebody took the, the, the Alfred Hitchcock movie and basically did a shot for shot remake oh, okay. um, with. Uh, uh, with Vince Vaughn as uh, Norman Bates, and uh, and it was it like everybody's like, why is this a thing? So I, I like that's my concern. But Jungle Book apparently was very well received. Uh, I didn't see it, but everybody seemed to like it. So I imagine Beauty and the Beast will fall in that same kind of vein. Like, I don't know. I'm like, like I've never been a huge Disney princess guy. I, mean, I know Tim is and all that jazz, but yeah. I will not talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. But like, I am uh, just Ben Bellevue at Mister Underscore Bento Box asks, "What's your favorite movie genre?" And you you had some back and forth on like this is this is gonna kill you. It's a it, it it's it's hard because I I took a couple of film studies okay. classes and I have a like a, a a good love for like film noir. So like. I may sound kind of old when I say that, okay. but like I, I enjoy like yeah, film that's, noir that's um, and like documentaries. My, uh, I'm an I'm an old soul, Trevor. Yeah, I'm an old I, soul. I've I've been an old soul since I was like twelve. So. <laughs> it's kind of sad um, when I say that because I'm 18 uh, years old. Yeah, but like my favorite noir. genre. I mean, it, it changes depending on the mood I'm in. Okay. Um, but largely I lean towards like comedy or, um, I mean like it, it, even it depends on like if I'm, like like with somebody or hanging out with like who I'm hanging out with. Like, I mean, like I, like I'll go and see pretty much all the superhero movies and stuff. So I, I guess you could count yeah. that, uh, these days, but like if I'm, you know, if I'm, if I'm in a relationship, yeah. like I, I, I will no say I, I enjoy going and seeing romantic comedies or romance films. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it depends on like a mood. Um, <laughs> like I look, I look through my catalog and I'd say action adventure is probably like yeah. the predominant, if you're counting like superhero movies in that and stuff um, and like Lord of the Rings and star Wars, obviously like sci-fi. Yeah. So I guess sci-fi is, is just a, a general genre. Dude, don't you get don't started like on how much I don't like Lord of the Rings. Why do you not like Lord of the Rings? I'm going to, I'm you, you said, you said don't get started on it. So I'm getting you started on it. No, I don't. Okay. Cause it's too long. And it's then don't ever read the books. Cause dear Lord, it's too long and boring. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, they're uh, like okay. they're longer than the Bible. Um, kind of uh, jumping off of that, uh, I threw in but, um, a few other questions in here. Uh, yeah. On behalf of Joey Noel, who always asks about Fast and the Furious, what is your Fast and the, what is your favorite Fast and the Furious movie, Quentin? Are you serious, or are you or are you you? Oh my too god! Too fast, too furious. Joey Noel hates you now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I am dead serious that, with that. Because that is the worst of the Fast and Furious movies, as I understand it. Why? No, as, Why? What's as I understand it, by and large, people think Too Fast, Too Furious is well, the, actually, is Tokyo the worst of the bunch. Worst. Let's be clear. Um, 
I've only I've only ever seen the first one, so I can't I I can't. Guess what? All those movies are bad. I'm sorry. I the first one's the first one's solid. No. Um. Okay. Um. A that was a joke. And B, Fast Five is the best one. I I and I believe Fast Five was Joey's uh, answer as well. Um, Because Too Fast and Furious, it's like a close fifth. Uh, so we had a couple. If I want to laugh at a movie, we had a for couple big trailers that dropped I'll, this I'll week, uh, or like last week for whenever people are watching. It's more of a comedy uh, for Logan and Power Rangers. So uh, uh, you said you watched the Logan uh, trailer. What were your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I am. Can we just? We just need this movie. We we need a movie like this that's dramatic and scary and frightening to impact the the fox marvel universe because the x-men they're all basically i hit my pen they're all happy-go-lucky they're all like oh good story and like whole, whole bunch of i watched did. x-men apocalypse when i we went all, to we, san francisco we all laughed at the we all that laughed at the 20th century shite. fox uh logo oh that came on then again i was like, like really tired um but yeah, like uh, <laughs> Amy Gills was sitting next to me and she fell asleep during the YouTube, <laughs> the so. recorder. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I I think I woke up like I fell asleep at the mansion scene, then woke up when they're in the desert. And I'm like, yep. what happened? Oh wait, there's yep. that X thing with the metal things, and Magneto's all like, eh. I'm like, this movie's dumb. But no. Logan's gonna be cool because there's like if you watch the new trailer, um, Hugh Jackman brings out a, an X Men comic book and they're like, oh, this is basically portraying what the X Men did. And like, like are they <coughs> are they trying to break the fourth wall or are they trying to basically just say that oh yeah that these are the things that like mm-hmm. people saw yeah. you guys no, doing and they made books about yeah and that's, it, it interests me about, like, um, it makes me think of did. like and that's really cool um, like I think that's a really uh, cool take on with the Watchmen um, series. Um, but basically, you you read the book. So, so in the book, they've got basically like pirate I've tales or like book. the comic books. I've I've not seen superheroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Also, that but, that um, book is the, like the so ending in, is like in so the, in the Watchmen weird book, that like I um, because superheroes are a real thing. Like superhero comics never became a thing because they were like like so, it's, so they. Exactly, they exist. So mm-hmm. they made pirate books, like the comic books. So it's an interesting... We like, have those people. It, I see it as kind of like a, a parallel to that, where it's like, oh, okay, like, yeah, superheroes were a real thing, and they decided to use that in, in graphic novel form or whatever, in comic mm-hmm. book form. Um, and then somebody else was... Uh, somebody else posted online on uh, on Twitter. Um, I want to say it was, like, yeah. one, of the, one of the IGN editors basically t- talked about how um, there was a time in the 80s, I think, or something like that, where Steve Rogers actually became like the the character um like as a side job was drawing the captain america comics for marvel in the in the in the in universe kind of thing so like it's that's it's, funny it's also kind of filling in that in that you know historical context of like oh like they the the comic books recognize that they are stories like, that can be comic books that Yeah, but like that example you gave, where Steve Rogers is drawing his own mm-hmm. comics, like to me that's that's like such a weird and like like that's a weird way to break the fourth wall, kind of. 
But like with yeah. this, it's a brilliant way but to do it like, because I mean, in, it in looks like what you see in that clip is uh, you see like, the deeds like they have done, you know? Wolverine in the very like '90s animated show and cartoon yeah. version and and stuff where he's like in the yellow sp- yellow and blue spandex and it's like, yeah, none of that ever happened <sighs> in, in yeah. this uh, X Men universe. So being shredded, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, uh, yeah, no. I'm I'm excited for, for no, Logan. that didn't happen in the nineties. Uh, I mean, like with the X Men, <laughs> like I'm excited for the tone that the the trailers are setting forth. Um, but like historically, the Wolverine um, uh, X Men movies have been like yes. some of the weakest uh, X Men movies. I think. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, um, but both Origins of them fall was like, in, like was the, weird. The, Sil- the Silver Samurai one was kind of okay. I, we ranked them. On, I like the on whole one of these episodes. The whole lead up, uh, and then like uh, the uh, ending was like weird. Marvel movies, uh, or the the sorry, not Marvel yeah. movies, the X Men movies, and both of them were like near the bottom of of my list for, um, for that. So, uh, like, yeah. I want this to be good, and and I think, oh, yeah. right. I think everything I'm hearing about it says it will at least be. It won't be bad. It it might not be great, but I think it'll be in in good territory. Um, I mean, it's it's very much looking like a Last of Us kind mm-hmm. of storyline. Oh yeah, yep, yep, yeah. Well, that first trailer, I'm pretty sure it had the Johnny Cash hurt that the Johnny Cash song to it. Like that was possibly that's mm-hmm. probably like it, the trailer it wasn't, of last it wasn't year. Is that yet again? Is that alone because it's West so like? Which so leads us into you know uh, I mean? the Power Rangers like, trailer, which you haven't seen, but you're you're excited and interested in Power Rangers. Oh my god! Okay, yeah. As 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 I think you and it's I touched one of those on things I've never gotten to as a kid. Power Rangers, Power Rangers, because my parents were like, alive. That shit's whack. Stay in, off in '95. Like, so, okay, so um, it makes sense that yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't have necessarily yep. got into the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Um, have you seen like? Did you see when they did like the the gritty yeah. fan film thing from a couple years ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what, so I started watching it. I'm like, wow, this is boring. Then I turned so, it off. So what makes, <laughs> like, yeah, what makes you interested this. in seeing this? Wow. Space aliens powers. give these guys powers. Ooh, I've seen that before. Okay. Chronicle. All right. It looks that dumb. Is, that is absolutely fair. And I like seeing like dumb the movies. The latest trailer, because uh, where they kind of show off, they're, they're fun and Zordon dumb. and the Megazords and and uh, and everything, um, very much kind of left me thinking. Oh yeah, they're definitely going like the Transformers route yeah. on this one. So that could be terrible, um, but it should be mindless fun at least. So yeah, we'll see. It's not going to have Voltron in it. That's yeah. I will say a, this: if yeah. it doesn't have Voltron in it, I'm leaving I, the theater. I get it. I get it. It's a joke. It's I know it's a, a joke, joke Trevor. So I'm you out it's a joke. It. Don't let the people know Ooh, about it. It's burn. a joke. Oh snap! Uh, lastly, um, that's, that's what are you looking rude, forward Sarah. to in 2017? It's, it's early in the year. What uh, What are some things in movies and video games, music, even? Um, what are you looking forward to this year? Writing. Oh, you went. You're going. You're going personal with it. Okay. Writing Fe- February first when you launch um, uh, when you launch um, the break from reality site. Yeah, figuring out what to do. What the fuck I want to do with my life. My website. Yeah, and that and that that'll all get figured out. Um, no, it's just it like things I'm looking forward to is just like like as I said, I don't get anticipated for things until like two weeks until they come out. I'm like, oh shit, that's coming out in like two weeks. Like. 
that's just because I'll forget about them until then. You know what I mean? Because I have bad memory when it comes to that kind of stuff. But like, no, I'm just 2017 is gonna be a good year for me because I'm gonna be going. I'm looking forward to going to more events, doing more stuff like this with you, like with you and other people, you know, and like expanding, networking, doing all this stuff. I don't want to make this 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 last question personal, but like, it is because I want to do more of that stuff. I want to have better friends. I want to get better relationships with people. I want to talk to Joey Noel for more than like two minutes mm-hmm. because that's basically all I've talked to her, and I've talked to you for maybe over six, seven hours at this point because this is going on forever. But um, no, I just want to like have better friendships cool. and meet more people. And I mean, I'm excited for like life and have people influence me, know. affect me, and stuff like Justice that. League. Or no, I'm not even excited for Justice League. I'm excited for like, I mean, very much. And I think we touched on this in a in a in an earlier episode already this year. But um, like, I'm excited for a lot of the same kinds of things, like the kind of funny live three and. And uh, like I'm going to pack South in a week, so um, looking forward to, to being out there. Well, I mean it's not too late. I um I was this close to going to that. Oh uh, well, that's close. lame. You, you and dumb responsibilities. But I have whatever. school starting back up. So, um, so. College is not fun. Uh oh yeah. Yeah, yeah all, go all and fun have three having boys will be there. And, be Andy and Alex. Uh, Zegger is not going to make it. Uh, I was I checked in with him. I and know probably he, Zyger, I, too. I, he definitely tries to. Um, this one uh, that's surprising because him, so. he literally goes um, to every event known to man. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm like I'm going and I'm go- like um, Joe and Frank. Bricks uh, of gold. That kid. Bricks of gold. From Pixel, uh, Pixel Brave. Uh, the Wil- the Wilkersons, if you know them, Chelsea and David. Um, Basically, like it's oh, what I call the Austin crew. Um, Christian's Austin. Like, a whole bunch of them that that uh, that live. No, I do not. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's where Pack South is. That's where it was last year too. Um, so for them, it's yeah. just a quick. Because it's in San Antonio over. this year, right? Um, for me, it's. Yeah. I mean, I'm flying from Phoenix, so it's a two-hour flight or whatever. Um, it's, it's nice being like almost yeah. centrally, like centrally located enough. The only one that really sucks for me to go yeah. to is Pax East. Um, it's not bad in Boston. <clears throat> and. And if, uh, um, if I, like, if I ever tried oh, to go I to like, go New to York Paxi Comic Con, so that would suck. I want to go to Paxi's. So um, but in the meantime, uh, it, I, I like being close on the, the West Coast because it makes it oh, way easier to get to any of those things. Woo woo. Um, yeah, I mean, other, other things like, uh, like what? Uh, a handful West Coast, of people Coast. are moving to Vegas right now, so... Um, I'm, I'm <laughs> probably gonna try and like make a trip up, make like a weekend trip up and go visit visit some of them boys. Um, so yeah, it's like events and yeah. getting to see friends and stuff are certainly one of the the, the super highlights. Um, and then one of the the one of the other answers I, I gave when uh, when this came up last it's uh, last the highlights, time was yeah. uh, uh, hoping that I can um, you know pivot into a, a full time position in the industry. Um, yeah. Hey, guess what, Trevor? Before you continue, you were gonna do this, even though you and Alex. This is the year of like, it's the year of TA. Trevor and Alex, Aww. you guys can do it. You guys are the rocks. You guys are, you guys are the most inspiring people that I know, and it's kind of weird saying that. And like, because you guys have been just like, I don't like, I don't want to like diss on Alex, but Alex has been doing this for a lot longer than you have. And personally, I want like. Oh, he, I agree, and I've told him as much, too. Like, <laughs> he's up there already, yeah. and he needs to get that because he's been doing it for so long, and he needs 
he needs to break that bond either like make it or break it and like you i know you're gonna do it because you're smart you're educated you're well written you're you're well versed and you're just a wonderful human well, that's, being. Uh, Granted, I, that's I'm both you, helpful. Um, but yeah, Alex, this year Alex you is absolutely gonna, one of those. You guys are gonna and he's my, fucking rock my brother in arms uh, for all this. So I like I would feel weird getting in and not and him not being in yeah. there. So as as soon as if if it does happen that I I kind of break in, like yeah, it's he already knows I'm gonna do everything I can yeah. to kind of bring him along with me for the ride. So um, yeah, that's 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 my hope. I like I yeah. I got way mm-hmm. further um, towards that progress in 2016 than it. I ever anticipated I would. So, um, at the rate that it's going, I'm I'm definitely hopeful that I can kind of make moves. I I am technically the I got my I got my media badge approved um, uh, just yesterday, I think, or something. Um, and so I'm technically going to be the only IGN person at, at PAX South next week. So that's that's weird. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm not like. I'm not going, you know, for IGN. They they just took dude, but hey, that's that's so something. You know what I mean? That, that's uh, that's yeah, better the, than a convenience. The just the surreal nature no. of even that is uh, is yeah. crazy. No. Um. So yeah. I'm, uh, absolutely, and uh, and I definitely don't want to take yeah. it for granted. Yeah, it's at all. it's cool. Um, yeah, and, uh, and like people for, would kill to have that. You know, support from people like you. Um. Uh. From you know the mm-hmm. the way Alex pushes me as well. Um. To kind of always be better and push myself um so yeah that's that's certainly the the big hope for 2017 for me is that uh that 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 you know that i hit that breaking point and, and do do make it in but uh, I'm, I'm also not gonna like my life isn't going to be defined by that mm-hmm. moment if that doesn't happen you know it's still gonna be a good year um there's still gonna be a lot of exciting fun stuff uh ahead, so yeah so that's uh that's 2017 um mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Quentin, for coming on. Um, go ahead and let's uh, let's uh, round out the show. Um, tell people where they can find you online. Uh, make all your plugs. Do all that fun stuff. <clears throat> okay. You can find me on Twitter at quantum underscore arbiter. I'm probably the only one that's going to come up as that. You can follow my podcast at at break. I don't know what it is because it break from reality was taken on Twitter. Let me find it real quick, cause it's like it's something like, actually I can just do it on my phone. It's like, to break underscore <laughs> in reality. It's really weird. It was it was bothering me because break from reality was taken. Yeah, it's at break in underscore reality. You can follow my show on SoundCloud and on iTunes at um, cool. break from reality. Um, yeah, and I'll uh, go ahead and, and send that's me those about links. it. It's a the, fun uh, show where me and brother talk about stupid uh, things. Video and and uh, and on the yeah. SoundCloud link as well um uh uh, thank you for joining us Uh, you can follow me uh at snarky starky on twitter or you can follow the show at trove talk see whatever i've been writing about recently on uh uh, trevortrove.com uh the thing i just put up last night uh as of recording was uh my impressions and reactions and review to the first season of series of unfortunate events so you can go find that on trevor trove um by the time this is coming out i will probably be on a plane or getting ready to uh, I, I guess i will not be on a plane um but i will be about to head on a plane to uh to san antonio for pack south so if you're going to be there um come say hi and uh yeah that's that's i think all the cleanup for for that i'll be doing pax east in march that's coming too um so yeah 
Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you, uh, Quentin, for coming on. Um, pleasure having you. Um, it's a pleasure we got to. Uh, for those that don't know, we we spent a lot of time. It was my pleasure, that, Trevor. Um, my absolute um, pleasure. After PSX, you and I had like a Disney morning uh, where we got to kind of sit and have like a good two or three hours of just catching up and chatting and getting to know one another. So, yeah, um, yeah. good good times. Uh, thank you again for watching or mm-hmm. listening or whatever you're consuming, however you're consuming the show. And uh, until next time, treasure your friends.